East-West Draftcast may not be suitable for all listeners. Hello, everyone. Welcome to East-West Draftcast. It is Wednesday, April 23rd. It's been a long time since we recorded last, but I'm back. And your other primary co-host, Jeff McDonald, is back. What's up, Jeff? Uh, so much is up, actually. But um, And that's why we haven't been podcasting. Yeah, totally. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I'm here, ready to podcast. We got a whole spoiler of cards to talk about. Yep. We're diving right into Journey into Knicks. We're going to journey right into Knicks. We're going to take a direct flight right into its butthole. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> off to a great start. Uh, yeah. So the the shtick this episode is going to be that Jeff and I haven't really looked at the spoiler at all, like just a little bit. Uh, and so we're really just going to be going over first impressions of the cards, uh, preliminary evaluations. And yeah, we're going to try to keep it brief on most of this stuff just so we can get through as many and hopefully all of the cards um, as possible. And commons and uncommons, uh, we might touch on a rare here or there, but um, I think we should just do it. What do you think? Yeah, uh, real quick, let's just talk about how we haven't podcasted in two months. Yeah, I guess that's important. um, And that, uh, I mean, it may be a little sparing coming in the future, but after that, maybe we'll be on a regular schedule. But anyway, uh, yeah, I mean, we haven't had a lot of time, both of us, um, to podcast uh, or even play Magic for that matter. Yeah. Due to, I mean, me, it was mostly school at first, and because uh, I have a full-time job and I go to school, and uh, and now I am moving out of Florida. East-West Draftcast is no more. Welcome to West-West Draftcast. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I'm 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 moving to California. Um, it will yeah. be great to have you back, sir. Yeah, and that actually means we're going to be pretty near each other. Um, at first, I, I will be very near each other, but I'll probably be moving once I get a job. It's possible that the first podcast will just be you sitting on my lap and me embracing you as we <laughs> talk about how much we hate the next corset or something like that. Yeah, that sounds awesome. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, we'll actually be able to podcast in the same location, which will be pretty awesome. Things like that. Um, maybe not always in the same location, but... Just being on the same time zone should be very, very helpful. Um, yeah, it's difficult sure. to coordinate some of these episodes where either Jeff is staying up late or I'm getting up early or s- neither of us is on a good time, like, I don't know, 4 p.m. and 7 p.m. But anyway, yeah. um, we, may, we may do we, we did it long enough. And uh, so that's I mean, that's no real excuse. But, yeah, a lot lots going on. Jeff's moving. Um I recently got a new job and like that whole searching for a new job was taking up a lot of my time. It was very important to me uh, and my uh, partner that we that I found new work um, because I was commuting before and just working really weird hours. And now I have like a nice steady form of employment uh, with a standard, you know, 20 minute to half an hour commute, which isn't too bad. And uh, so, yeah, I'm ready to go on that. Uh, oh yeah, P.S. Greg's getting married in the fall, and that's also that's taking up right. a lot of time. So uh, yeah, we're working through this stuff, and we're gonna keep recording podcasts as often as we can. But um, 
yeah, it's 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 going to be few and far between for now. Um, I will try to you know get some guest hosts when Jeff is unavailable because he's still definitely, or I shouldn't say definitely more busy than me, but probably more busy than me most of the time. And um, but yeah, we'll we'll try to keep churning things out. I finally understand the submission process at MTG Cast. That also oh, wow. helps. That's sweet. Yeah, you're, you're gonna have to show me one of the, that someday. It's actually really easy, and I felt like a complete moron for not getting it faster but um yeah Sweet. it's the, the new uh the new heads of mtg cast have given us a, a pretty good platform to get our shows posted on our own we don't have to submit it and then have somebody else post it so yeah it's a little more uh immediate and uh, a little easier to use which is nice so uh i'm looking forward to that going forward um sweet with that white cards hell yeah johnny's Uber. presence uh, so, uh, this is one color, or one colorless, one white instant, has the, uh, we're gonna get right into new mechanics, Strive, Johnny's Presence costs two colors and a white more to cast for each target beyond the first. Dun dun dun! Any number of target creatures each gain, or get plus one plus one and gain indestructible. Okay, so let's evaluate this first on its just base level. One white mana, target creature gets plus one plus one and an indestructible. It's... Okay. I mean, it's like a poor man's God's willing. Yeah. And I mean, I mean, maybe not even poor man's, because it, it does other stuff. Like it allows you. I mean, it pumps yeah. power and toughness first of all. Um, yeah. And it allow and the strive mechanic allows you to target more things. So I think if you kind of start valuing this somewhere on the level of God's willing, uh, if that's your baseline, I think you'll be solid. Um, it might be better than God's willing in the long run, but I have a feeling seem like it. it'll be close. Um, it's a nice, cheap, heroic enabler uh, that can protect your dudes above all else. Like, I think that's its main purpose. Yeah. Um, it doesn't It doesn't have the added bonus of sometimes being a... Um, what's that deal? Unblockable, making your guy unblockable, but... True. Um, but yeah, the strive mechanic... Oh, Jesus, my monitor is just dying. <laughs> uh, the strive mechanic is just another version of Kicker. We, we, we keep getting new versions of Kicker. They're always... Kind of boring, but at, at least this one's consistent. It's not like the kicker does different sorts of things. Like the, you're always kicking just to target more things with strive, correct? Yep. Yeah. So I mean, it simplifies it, and I think that's probably the reason. Well, the reason they don't want to reuse kickers because they don't want us to think that they're churning out the same mechanic over and over. P.S. They are. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, but it's, it's a great mechanic. It's so the 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 ability word there kind of clues you in as to specifically what kind of kicker it is, and that's and that's useful. Um, how, how often do you think you're going to target more than two things with this? Uh, almost never. Yeah, I'm with you on that. So That's seven mana, that's a crazy amount. Yeah. Uh, let's move on. A Crow and Mastiff is up next. Three colors and a white for a Hound. It's a 2-2 common, and you can pay a white and tap the Mastiff to tap target creature. So it's been a while since we've seen a Master Decoy variant. Um, the one that we had in the first set was really bad. It can only tap things that were what three power, power or three less. Three power or less. And I, I actually think that card's a little underrated, although typically not playable. Um, yeah. Like this I, one's great. This one's pretty but, solid. Yeah, I mean, like it's worse than just a master decoy, but I think a master decoy would be overpowered in the set because. And that's why this one costs four. Yeah. Like it would be. It would need to be like an uncommon if it was just a master decoy, but. You really have to evaluate this set in terms of thinking about how 
your opponents are trying to beat you, and typically that means one gigantic threat. And a card like this that can just tap down their best threat every turn is inherently very powerful. It's also very fragile, though, so I mean, <laughs> take that for, for what it's worth. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got anything else on this card? No, it just seems like a high pick common. Yeah, I mean, I haven't again. I haven't seen all the white cards yet, so it might be the best white common. Uh, yeah, maybe, it might be. Maybe we can come back to that after we finish up with the white cards. What we think is the best card. Okay. Um, next, we got Armament of Nyx, two colorless and a white for an enchantment aura, enchant creature. Uh, enchanted creature has double strike as long as it's an enchantment. Weird. Otherwise, prevent all damage that would be dealt by enchanted creatures. So essentially. For all your bestow guys, some some guys that aren't bestow are also just enchantment creatures randomly. Uh, it's a double strike enchantment for three, which is okay. Um, otherwise, it's uh, awful pacifism. Yeah, I, we've seen this card before. Like Heart of Light did this, and that's all it did was prevent. Actually, that did prevent all damage dealt to and dealt by the the enchanted creature. This yeah, is, so the enchanted creature can die. So it's not like giving them an infinite blocker. It's like, I don't know. I mean, it's okay. Like, I, I don't know. I think this card is bad. Yeah, probably. Because the second mode of it, like on, on a quote-unquote normal creature, doesn't really do anything that's that good. Like, it's it's okay at neutralizing a threat on their side of the board, but, like, that threat can still block. That threat can still, you know, just sit there and, and chump something at least once, and then you just kind of threw away a card. Um, and I mean, the big, the biggest problem is that if you are playing it for that ability, if they play an enchantment creature, it doesn't do that. Right, exactly. <laughs> and, and that's the thing, is you're not even going to have a target for that all the time, and then flip it on the other way. You're not always going to have an enchantment creature to give double strike with this. Uh, I, I think this card is not very good. Yeah, it's probably on the possibly unplayable range of things. Yeah. Uh, next up is Banishing Light. This is an uncommon. Uh, two colorless and a white for an enchantment. It says, when Banishing Light enters the battlefield, exile target non-land permanent and opponent controls until Banishing Light leaves the battlefield. So it's... A ring. Yeah, it's an, it's an updated Oblivion ring. Yeah, one that isn't... Uh, it doesn't get weird when <laughs> things start getting bounced. Yeah, so but... this is a very high pick. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this has got to be the best white card that isn't a rare. Yeah, I would. I mean, we're, what, four cards deep, and I agree with you? Yeah, I mean, there's just no way. I, O-Ring has always been that in every set it's ever been printed in. Yeah, so. super splashable, uh, super versatile. It can hit artifacts, enchantments. Like, this is re- really good in this set especially, too, because not only does mm-hmm. it neutralize a huge threat, like, regardless of what that threat is, like, it, it's also versatile enough to, yeah, turn off like a good bestow card and all sorts. This card is really Kills good. Kills gods. Oh, yeah. It's so good. I mean, yeah, there's, no, there's not much to say. Uh, this card is uh, going to be awesome and constructed even, I'm sure. Yeah. It's it's an O-ring. All right. It's... Let's keep going. <laughs> Eagle of the Watch. Two colorless and a white for a bird. It's a 2-1. Flying Vigilance. Oh! Uh, it's like a... I don't know. We've seen... Similar cards in most sets. This card is fine. Look at that chump Cyclops in the art who can't even touch this high soaring <laughs> eagle. I didn't notice him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this bitch. card's this card's fine. I mean, I would probably value it slightly higher than the Blood Toll Harpy from Theros. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's in the color that you're going to be, I don't know, piling stuff on one thing, maybe. Well, and just Vigilance in general is very good in this set. Because yeah. a lot of it comes down to just kind of damage races and um, the ability to, to block, really, you know? Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, you can get like, I mean, I know that we're only getting one pack of Theros now, but the, uh, God, I'm not, I barely play anymore. Tell me what it does. That's plus O plus two and draw a card. Oh yeah, chosen by Heliod. Yeah, chosen, yeah. That card's great, and uh, plopping that kind of thing on this kind of guy, it's like, it's not heroic, but at least it's turning him into a nice little... Something that actually can block, make yeah, use exactly. of the Vigilance. So, I mean, yeah. that's that's what you have to understand with this card. Is like, it says Vigilance on the card, but that doesn't really mean anything until you actually boost this card's toughness. Yeah, otherwise it's like, I get to attack once and then chump block. Yeah, and because chump blocking is not something you should ever want to do. It should only ever be something you need to do or, you know, mm-hmm. are required to do to, you know, not lose. Right. Anyway, yeah, this card's okay. Not not great, but, I mean, definitely playable. Next. Eidolon of Rhetoric. Two and a white for an enchantment creature, Spirit. Uh, it's an uncommon. It's one power, four toughness. Each player can't cast more than one spell each turn. So it's an arcane laboratory on a horn turtle. This card seems pretty decent. Really? It doesn't seem that good to me. Well, I mean, it seems... I mean, it definitely seems playable. That's it. <laughs> I mean, I guess a horn turtle yeah, is Yeah, a horn okay. turtle is always okay, and mm-hmm. I... I don't know. This ability always seems irrelevant in most limited games. It typically is, but I'm wondering what... Let's, let's try and think about real quick what type of deck would want that effect like i think if you're playing a really fair deck or um where, where like you just have kind of like a solid mana curve with like stuff it two mana three mana four mana five mana six mana like all the way up the curve this type of card is a little bit better than it would i mean it's definitely not playable in an aggro deck like you, if you're trying to cast two grizzly bears on yeah. the same turn this is a card you absolutely don't want but yeah i mean it fights the aggro deck pretty pretty decently it's really good against aggro like you think about this as just a sideboard card uh if you're uh playing some sort of white control deck not only is it a horn turtle but it also prevents them from slows them down well i mean they they can't play a creature and a trick on the same turn you know and Uh like that's actually i think in this format is pretty powerful because there are a ton of tricks you know yeah and there's actually a lot of stuff they want to cast before combat too yeah like like bestows creatures so you know exactly what you're dealing with when they do that yeah. So that's good. Anyway, uh, yeah, I think this card's fine. I, it's not great, but I mean, I think it's definitely playable, and in some matchups, it'll be pretty good. Yeah. All right, what's next? Uh, Font of Vigor, one colorless and a white for an enchantment. Uh, two colorless and a white, sacrifice Font of Vigor, you gain seven life. Oh boy, is this bad. It's like <laughs> wingdings. That's what the font this is. <laughs> Fucking worthless. Five mana to gain seven. Jesus. Uh,. Why would you, I don't know? I mean, I just cast a spell uh, yesterday that cost six mana to gain eight life, and I cast that spell. But you know what? It also basically basic land cycled. <laughs> I and I yeah. I look at this just, card and I just don't know like what the purpose is. Like they don't really make just terrible skill testing enchantments like this. So I'm wondering if I'm missing something because I haven't seen enough of the set. There's like, a tiny bit of enchantment recursion, so I guess there's that. But God, no, no, it just it's just yeah, yeah it's just a skill testing card. I think I think is, it's an angel's mercy. This isn't the card you want to recur, though. I mean, it's so bad. Right, exactly. It's 
like it's just bad. All right, let's let's move on. All right, next up is Harvest Guard Alsaids. Uh, this is our first constellation card. It's two colorless and a white for an enchantment creature nymph, uh, common two three, and it has the ability constellation. Whenever Harvest Guard Alcyids or another enchantment enters the battlefield under your control, prevent all damage that would be dealt by target creature this turn. That's a weird card. Yeah. Um, Speaking of cards you would want to cast pre-combat. But yeah. Not, most Constellation cards are that way, I think. Right. Um, so, I actually haven't looked through all of them, but <laughs> I'm assuming. So it gives you this effect every time he comes into play, or, or they come into play, I should say. Uh, yeah, it seems like it'd be better if you could cast enchantments at instant speed, but you can't. Yeah, there there might be some, but yeah, I there's think... there's actually a cycle I know in this that is flash flash enchantments. But okay, they're they're rares, I think. I mean, just to, at its base, a uh, two three for three that when it enters the battlefield, you get to fog a single creature until in a turn. That's pretty okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you target their their big guy, and you can now attack and and it not have something die when he blocks it. It is a common, so you could potentially get multiples of these and really start to kind of like negate your opponent's defensive creatures so somewhat i mean it's not negating them though it's just making it so they can't kill your guys sure it's a block but if all you're trying to do is just attack over and over again which is kind of what the white red aggro deck wants to do um and often the white red aggro deck just has a bunch of two ones or one ones that they prefer not to lose, but just sometimes have to lose by the nature of, like, the board state. Sure. Like, this sure. card could be okay there. I just don't know if that deck wants a 2-3 three for 3. I don't know either. Yeah. yeah, it seems kind of weak. but Yeah, it seems like a mediocre card, but, I mean, it's it's definitely playable. Like, in common Wizards fashion, like, they don't really make bad cards very often anymore, apparently aside from Font of Vigor. <laughs> which so, is just awful I mean this card's. I mean it's fine it's, I'm not excited about it yet and maybe that'll change as we, we see more cards yeah alright next card Lagana Band Trailblazer one white for an 04 Centaur Scout uh, it's got heroic whenever it gets targeted put a plus one plus one counter on it same as Wingsteed Rider all those other BZs yeah this one starts um, with zero power though yeah. <laughs> but it does only cost one mana. It's the one mana, yeah. That's the clincher. But uh, I don't know. How many two-cost uh, well, like, enchantments do we have anymore? It's the perfect ordeal target. But yeah, we only have one yeah, pack we of have ordeals. One, exactly, and they're uncommons. So uh, I, it's going to be a necessary evil. And actually, this kind of card is great. I, I really like... I like um, cards that require a lot of synergy to work, because that means you can get pick them up late for your heroic deck, maybe. That's a great point. I think this will actually be a really good card in the white-blue heroic deck. Yeah. Because I look at this, and I see something that, one, can just be a heroic target if you have it on turn one, and with four toughness to start, the first time you target it, like, let's say you just hit it with um, a Chosen by Heliod, then you have a 1-7. One 1-7. Seven. One seven. Which, like... <laughs> Again, it's not, yeah, it's not exciting. Not it's not exciting as an attacker necessarily on turn two, but mm-hmm. at the same time, like the blue white heroic deck is kind of more all in on those flyers, you know, the Wingsteed Rider, yeah. the Pro and Sky Guard, and just general. It's a little slower in general too. Right, and so like something to just gum up the ground while also being a heroic like target seems decent to me in that sort of a deck. But a- again, like. 
an 04 for one. I mean, Yoke Docks was not a card I wanted to play, and this is definitely better than that, but I don't know how much better. Yeah, it's probably probably the worst of this this The common cycle, yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right, uh, next up, Leonin Iconoclast. Three colors and a white for a cat monk creature. It's an uncommon. He's a 3-2, and he has heroic. Whenever you cast a spell that targets him, destroy target enchantment creature an opponent controls. This guy... Okay. Yeah, he's okay. I, I, yeah. He'll be he'll be insane against some opponents, and then he'll just yeah. be a three two for four against others with with like yep. a slight amount of upside. Yeah, he'll be uh, very swingy. Yeah, but um, overall, just mediocre. I don't really have anything else to say about this card. I think it's okay. <clears throat> yeah. All right. Mortal obstinacy. One white enchantment aura. Enchanted creature you control. Enchanted creature gets plus one plus one whenever enchanted creature deals combat damage to a player. And sacrifice it to, detro- to destroy a target enchantment. I like this um, card. Yeah, this is nice. Uh, it's a disenchant, not a disenchant exactly, but a pseudo disenchant that also tar- triggers heroic and can act as just a little buff for your guy. It's kind of nice. I just like one mana, enchanted creature gets plus one plus one, and then it has some other ability that could be relevant. Like Right. I look at this card on the Trailblazer, and you play the Trailblazer turn one, you play this on it turn two, then you have, what, a 2-6 mm-hmm. attacker on turn two, and I'm I'm, I'm sold, you know? And mm-hmm. then at any point, if it gets through and I need to kill an enchantment, like, I'll give up a power and a toughness to do that in most cases. Right. I mean, again, it's, it's kind of just another in the many line of heroic enablers, but I think this one is fine. Yeah. I like it. I like the ones that cost one mana, too. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the big selling point for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up, Nyx Fleece Ram. One and a white for an enchantment creature. Sheep, uncommon. Uh, it's a zero five. At the beginning of your upkeep, gain one life. Just fucking snooze. snooze. <laughs> yeah, hit the snooze on this card. Yeah. Like, it's just so anti-aggro, but like in a very boring and terrible way like i can i can think of situations where this card would be good but who wants to play this card like who are these sick limited drafters who want to play o5s that gain life for two i don't know probably ryan hogan yeah that's him and (laughs) oh boy anyway yeah it's okay it's a it's a sideboard card essentially yeah it's yeah it's good against aggressive decks all right oppressive rays one white Another enchantment or enchant creature. Enchanted creature can't attack or block unless its controller pays three colorless. Activated abilities of enchanted creature cost three colorless more to activate. This is not pacifism. No, it's um, it's, it's much much worse than that. I do like it on monstrosity creatures. Just before they're monstrous, you mean? Yeah, exactly. So yeah, so it's so hopefully never happen. Right. Um. If they have the mana to, if they've already monstrosity it, they probably have the mana to pay the attacker block fee every time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, the thing is, yeah, the 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 games go to where there's like one big scary threat, and people are going to be willing to pay. <laughs> yeah. So it's not very impressive. Spoiler alert: based on like the little bit of 
the set that I have seen. I have a feeling there are going to be a few decks in this format that want to play 18 lands, and this card is just going to eat dirt against those <laughs> those decks, you know? Yeah, this seems like I wouldn't main deck this card. I, I mean, might main deck a copy, but I wouldn't be happy about main decking more than one. And I, I have we seen a white common that is better than the Mastiff yet? I don't think so. No. Okay. Uh, next up, Oresco Swiftclaw, 3-1 Cat Warrior for one colorless and one white mana. It's a common. The, you notice that he's Scottish? <laughs> got a little... <laughs> wow. He's got a Tartan and a, and a Kilt and a Sporin. Only you would Scottish. notice that. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. MacDonald. Uh, anyway... Uh, two mana, three one is always fine, and in fact, good in some sets. This one is probably going to be good, actually. Yeah, I mean, it's not quite on the power level of the. Oh man, I can't remember the name of this card. The three two for two mana in green in the last set. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just because I mean, one toughness is a lot worse than two toughness. Mm-hmm. Um, but this card is yeah, nice and aggressive. I think a lot of the white decks want to be doing that, so. This is a fine card for that. Mm-hmm. Next up. I, oh, do you have more to say? I was just going to say, I think this is the second best common we've seen. Okay. I um, I buy that, yeah. Phalanx Formation. Two colorless and a white, instant. We got the Strive. This Strive costs one colorless and a white. And any number of target creatures each gain double strike until end of turn. And this is an instant. Uh, we don't usually see instant speed double strike. Yeah. It's pretty cool. So on three mana, you get to target one thing. On five mana, mm-hmm. you get to target two. Yeah. I mean, I could see this. I mean, this this feels similar to, I mean, don't get me wrong here, definitely not the same card as like an Untamed Might from uh, Scars, where your opponent's like, well, you know, I can take the hit. I'm safe. And you're like, nope, you're dead. Yeah. It's definitely at its best on offense, like yeah. by a wide margin, because either you which is funny because the picture is I know <laughs> everybody get into the phalanx formation. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, I could see it being just one of those overrun, or not overrun because doesn't overrun. But when people think that they're safe to not block, da da da. Yeah. Well, also like even if they are, even if they. If they then make the blocks, half the time this card will still like blow them out if you can target Eat more some than things, one thing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, it, it is a lot Seems of mana good. for the effect, so I have a feeling like there will be some games where, like, you just can't afford to be spending this when you when you might want to. But um, I mean, it's yeah. I it's I think it's good because they put it at uncommon, you know. Yeah, I think so too. I think it's like uh, slightly worse than say uh, Dauntless Onslaught. Yeah, I think Dauntless Onslaught is definitely better than this card. Um, but, like, I don't know. It's definitely playable. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, next up is Quarry Colossus. It's an uncommon. Five colorless and two white for a giant creature. He's a 5-6. Uh, when he enters the battlefield, put target creature into its owner's library just beneath the top X cards of that library, where X is the number Whoa! of planes you control. This is a 7-mana FTK. This is insane. Yeah, I mean... Well, it costs 7. but <laughs> It costs 7, it's a 5-6, and you're probably going to put something 3 or 4 cards deep into their library. 
Yeah. That's pretty deep when you put 5-6 into play. Is it so deep that it put her ass to sleep? <laughs> I think it I think it put put her there. I mean, if... I mean... <laughs> God damn it. Um, yeah, I think this is... I think this is really good. I, I, seven mana is rough. Like, a lot of... Most of the cards that cost that don't actually cost that, because that's, like, their monstrosity cost or whatever. Um, it'd be a lot nicer if you could play this earlier and then use the ability later, but... Uh, I think it's, I think it's pretty damn good though. I think you might be overrating it a little just because it is seven mana. Seven's a lot. Like, yeah. Like the thing about monstrosity creatures is at least you can get them onto the board early, right? Like on turn five. Right. Uh, yeah. Or even sooner than that in some cases. And this guy, like, he's just gonna sit in your hand until you have seven mana sources. And I, yeah, just I mean, unless you have some element of ramp to your deck. I don't know how good this is. I also think he suffers from being in the color that most other than red wants to be aggressive. True, so, true. Yeah. Um, not, he doesn't fit the... He's not going to fit into every white deck. He's not an FTK, but he is... I mean, he's definitely very <laughs> powerful. You know what I meant when I said FTK. No, I, I do, but yeah, I just... <laughs> I um, yeah, I and and this is this card is not a reason to go mono white also just letting people know no if you bury something when, three cards deep that's just fine yeah that's really good so you don't have to bury it seven don't you worry mm-hmm. <laughs> um all right next card uh reprisal this is a reprint from way back when uh colorless and a white for an uncommon instant destroy target creature with power four or greater it can't be regenerated i like it i'm surprised they reprinted this because it has that Second clause that they hate printing now. Can't be regenerated? Yeah. It's not like there's a lot of regenerate in this set, and if anything, it's kind of cool the way this card interacts versus, like, Boon of Erebos and Necrobite. True, yeah. Like, those are two answers that don't answer this card. Right, that's pretty cool. I like that. Yeah, I Yeah. I mean, that's kind of, like... They, they stopped printing that, that text because uh, regenerate was so rare and that it would like new players would look at this and maybe not even know what that <laughs> means like i don't even know what the hell it's saying so i think that was a big part also they just wanted to regenerate to matter more yeah but, and the thing is there just aren't that many regenerators in this format in the first place to the point where yeah it doesn't really not, matter it doesn't matter so i just thought i'd point it out let's let's think on the scale of like if of one to ten with like one being a card you'll never play and 10 being Oblivion Ring, like, on the removal scale, where does this card slot for you in this format? Probably, like, a 6. That sounds about right. I'd say 6 or a 7. I think this card is going to be pretty good. Yeah, it seems good. It seems like, um... Uh... There's another card that... Well, there's a 6-mana version of this at Sorcery <laughs> Speed that people yeah, that's, would this occasionally is, this play. much better than that. Yeah, so... If you would ever play, I, I wish I could remember the name of that card, but it's so bad that I just can't. Um, I was trying to think of the the one that does it for little creatures in the in Theros. Um, oh yeah, Last Breath. I think this is much better than that. Oh, definitely, especially because it doesn't let your opponent gain life. But True. yeah, no, the effect in itself is just better. All right, let's keep going. All right, Sightless Brawler. We got one colorless and a white for a human warrior, three two for two mana. Uh, can't attack alone. There you go. And then it's got bestow for five, and uh, plus three plus two can't attack alone. This card seems friggin' awesome. 
Yeah, I mean, the fact that it doesn't say can't attack or block alone, like, it can block on itself, which... Yeah. I mean, there you go. That's all I really needed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is not a Mog Flunky. This is much better. Yeah, and you can put it on your opponent's creature. Uh, I, this is probably the one of this cycle. I have seen this cycle. Um, okay. That I'd be least tempted to put on my opponent's stuff. Yeah, I don't really want to put this on my opponent's creature. But yeah, the, it is interesting how the bestow is kind of like a non-bow with just its whole thing. You're, you're not trying to just attack with one guy. You're, what? you're purposefully, you have to attack with two. I think in a lot of white decks, this is kind of where you want to be. Like, the, a lot of them are kind of like spread out and beat down with a lot of dudes type of decks. Like, the white-red deck definitely wants to do that, and this fits right in. Yeah, I just mean in a vacuum. Oh, yeah, bestow. in a vacuum, it's yeah, it doesn't make any sense when you read this card. Yeah, but totally, yeah. And and the fact that this just hits the hit spots on the curve that are maybe a little tougher to to find is awesome. Mm-hmm. I love it. Two two and five at the same time is nice. Yeah. All right. Uh, Sky Spear Cavalry is next. Three colorless and two white for a human soldier creature. It's an uncommon. It's a two two flying double strike. It's pretty rad. Uh, it's pretty expensive though. Yeah, this is like the ultimate curse of Double Strike is that they have to cost it this high to make it fair or to make it like yeah. not degenerate. But and then it becomes as, as soon as they cost it that high, it becomes mediocre. Yep. At least this one flies too. Like, uh, it's just too easy to kill. Too easy to deal with. I look at this card and I think of that um, Sphinx's Disciple from the last set, the the two two inspired draw card, blue mm-hmm. blue creature. Mm-hmm. It fits a lot of the same molds, where it's like, it's 5 mana for a 2-2 flyer, which is you're not excited about in the first place. At least this one has ostensibly 4 power, but yeah. they're basically bestow targets. And right. I mean, I guess if you think of this card as a 4-2 flyer for 5, it's it's definitely, it seems a lot better. But Yeah, and that's what it is. I mean, it's but solid. I, I, it's just not good, because it's still, you don't... It still dies to every, like... Mediocre Every removal spell. spell. Yeah, yeah, like, pretty much all of them. All of all of the ones that don't kill the big things, like your lightning strikes and your Farika's cures and all those types of spells, like just eat this for breakfast. And when you're spending five mana to cast a creature and your opponent spends two mana to kill it, like you are losing. <laughs> yeah, it reminds me of the five mana two two that draws a card when it untaps. <laughs> That's just like, what I said thirty seconds ago. Did you? <laughs> yes. I'm sorry. Sphinx's disciple. I don't know the names of the cards. All right. I I get. I think I didn't say when it untaps. I said inspired. So, yeah. They <sighs> stole my mechanic, Jeff. I'm I'm an idiot. It's all right. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> great great point there, Greg. I think I agree with you. <laughs> I mean, I, uh, I like it though. I mean, I'll probably still play it in most of my white decks, especially like the mid rangey ones, like white green decks. So I definitely play this card. Oh yeah. All right. What's next? Stonewise Fortifier, one colorless and a white for 2-2. Two, two. Pass the bear test, it's a human wizard. Uh, you can pay 5 mana, colon, prevent all damage that would be dealt to Stonewise Fortifier by target creature this turn. Yeah, so it's pretty much just a bear, but... Yeah, but I mean, this is a hyper-playable bear. Yeah. Like, think, think this is another creature that's just like... It doesn't have heroic, but it basically does. You know, it just mm-hmm. says, "Hey, bestow on me and and make me bigger." Because once you do that, like I'm going to be really hard to deal with. Yeah, it kind of has like a pseudo regenerate. Yeah, it's like t- takes away the ability to, to to double block and all that stuff. I don't know. I think he's pretty good. Yeah, 
He's not bad. I mean, for for a bear, Still, like he's good. I think I like the three one more. I'd rather just have yeah, more aggression. I, I can get down with that. All right, next guy. Supply line cranes. That's a cool name for a card. Uh, three colors okay. and two white for a bird. It's common. It's a two four flyer. When supply line cranes supply line cranes enters the battlefield, put a plus one plus one counter on target creature. This can target itself. This card is sweet. That's really cool. A three five flyer at, at worst, or a two four flyer that puts plus one plus one counter somewhere else. Yeah, it makes something more relevant. Is this card just That's... better than the two two double strike flyer? Yeah, I think so. I think so too. It's so sad. Well, I mean, this does. I mean, this does think like. I don't know. Any, any card with an enter the battlefield trigger tends to have a pretty high value. I'm, I'm Well, it needs to have a decent one. I guess we talked about one earlier. The 2-3 that makes things... I don't know. Yeah, but this is irrelevant coming to play. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's what I mean. It's... Yeah, this card is really sweet. I like it a lot. Yeah, me too. I, um, I wonder how often you're not just going to put the counter on this. I'd say pretty often, because a 2-4 flyer is relevant. Um... Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't require it to be a three-five to to have an effect on the board. Where like maybe you have a you know a ground guy that just needs to be one bigger to punch through or whatever. Yeah, and I mean it just gives that one power and toughness the element of haste as well if you put it on a different creature. Totally, I think yeah. the real reason I like this more than the double striker is the fact that with four toughness or five toughness, it just immediately can stabilize the board if you play it on turn five. Whereas mm-hmm. like a two-two double strike while it's a threat to trade with a lot of stuff or eat something small. Like it's not going to do anything against a four, four really except for trade, trade with it, you know, like, right. Or, or yeah, like, just... yeah, I don't know. And then your opponent probably just plays their cranes and makes their four, four or five, five. Now what the fuck are you going to do? Yeah. Cranes to the rescue, <laughs> man. That's That card's cool. Yeah. That's card's sweet. Uh, all right. Last white card. Tethmos high priest. Two colors and a white for a two, three cat cleric. It's got heroic, uh, when you target it, return target creature card with converted man cost two or less from your graveyard to the battlefield. Uh, that sounds great in theory, but how often do you have those guys in the yard? Probably not super often. And how often are you going to want to be targeting this when you could be targeting something like a Wingsteed Rider or uh, a Crone Sky Guard or something else with, like, uh, yeah, I don't know. This is just... It just screams. This this is like the new skill tester. It's like a card that does powerful things and has like a reasonable like power and toughness to cost ratio, but ultimately like just kind of doesn't fit within the plan of what you're what you actually want to do. Yeah, I can see that. But I mean, there will definitely be games where this guy takes over and is very good. Mm-hmm. I, I just don't. I don't like it that much. Yeah, I don't think it's. Um, yeah, probably not that important. Although, yeah, I mean, mana costs two or less. It's just, there's just not that many dudes in your entire deck that'll cost that much. Right. right. If it said power two or less, I would like this oh, card be... much, much more. Get, get the cranes, man. <laughs> um, get almost all of the white commons, really. Like, yeah. There's there's only one or two that have power greater than two. There's the mm-hmm. three one, and shit, that's it. Yeah, white is not known for large creatures. No, there's... Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're right. The only common. There's some uncommons. Yeah, uncommons. But, wow. Yeah, but uh, but that's not what it is, unfortunately. Um, 
Yeah, I, yeah. This feels kind of bad, actually. Yep. I, I think it's like I said, it's it's a new type of skill tester. Uh, so best white common mastiff, best uncommon the oblivion ring variant. Yeah, uh, I like the cranes a lot though. Cranes are good. Um, so I think that's second best common. It might be better than the mastiff in the end too. I'm not. It's I'm. Eh, maybe I. The tapping ability is so good in the set. Yeah, I. In, in general, how do you feel about the white cards? In like based on your limited experience with this format. We didn't look at rares, so, I mean, that definitely matters, but as far as, like, just the commons and uncommons, does white seem good to you in this set? I think it's a little worse. Yeah, it seems a little underpowered to me. Yeah. Um, Which is good, because it's... It was very good before, yeah. Yeah. All right, let's get into blue. Uh, First one is Aerial Formation. This is a blue instant uh, for a single blue mana. It's a common. It has Strive. Uh, Any number... The Strive cost is two colorless and a blue, by the way. Uh, any number of target creatures each get plus one plus one and gain flying until end of turn. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, this is another cool heroic enabler. Like plus one plus one and flying for a single blue and instant speed is already like playable in this format. And the ability to like hit two like creatures four, with yeah. four mana or seven mana for three creatures. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's, that's an overrun. Yeah, that's yeah. not unreasonable. Like seven mana for three creatures getting this ability, like, you're right, that has overrun overtones. Yeah, I mean, that'll probably just win. Yeah. Uh, the art on this picture is fucking sweet. ridiculous. Yeah. Does it? <laughs> it just looks, it looks so old school. Doesn't this look like old magic? Yeah. Like, the way this is? Yeah, that's crazy. Um, I miss those silly-ass pictures. Yeah, this card would look awesome in the old frame. Oh, man, I know. Uh, every magic card would, but... Uh, <laughs> Anyway, uh, this card seems good. Yeah, I like it, actually, uh, quite a bit. All right, let's keep moving. Uh, Cloaked Siren, three colors and a blue for a 3-2 flash flying. And Siren. Very solid. Yeah, it's just, uh, just a man. It's a snapping drake with flash. Sign me up. Yeah, seems solid. All right, <laughs> next up. <laughs> C- countermand. Uh, two colors and two blue for an instant. It's a common. Counter-target spell. Its controller puts the top four cards of his or her library into his or her graveyard. No thanks. I'm not playing. This card's awful. Yeah, this card's <laughs> All right, enough of that. Uh, Crystalline Nautilus. Three, or two colors and a blue for a 4-4. Four, four. Sold. Uh, when it becomes a target of a spell or ability, uh, sacrifice it. Oh. Like, oh, damn. <laughs> but it has bestow for three colors and two blue. And obviously, when the creature that is bestowed on gets targeted, sacrifice that creature. Uh, now, how many abilities are there that, like, recurring ability? Because this is awful against recurring abilities, right? Because well, the first guy dies, and then this guy dies. Like, for, for this, is, this is one where you want to bestow it on your opponent's creature when you have a recurring ability. Kill their shit, and then get a 4-4 four, four out of it. And then have a 4-4, four, four, yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's definitely living the dream, but this card <laughs> is, I think this card's okay. I don't, I don't mind paying three mana for a four, four illusion. Like that alone is, that's okay to me. Like, I, I don't mind that because any spell that an opponent would cast on this would probably be killing it anyway, or like helping kill it. Either it was like a combat trick they would have used on their own guy like, mm-hmm. You're just going to eat one of your opponent's spells with this and one for one them. And I think that's okay. And if you can kind of do it the other way, 
and get one of your opponent's creatures and then get this guy left over, you're going to feel like a boss. Yeah. Um, the one thing I can see that's a bit of a problem is that any bestow on your opponent's side, they can just target and kill it. And then they get their bestow creature back. Um, right? What do you mean? Or do you... Does bestow on your own creatures? No, no. So, like, you're, you're saying if I bestow this on my opponent's creature... It just... It, yeah. And then it gets... No, not tar- this. Not this. Not this. Oh. This is in play. Your opponent bestows it with their own bestow guy. It just kills it. Mm, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, that works. Turn, turning any bestow creature into... An FTK. <laughs> an FTK. There you go. Which is kind of a bummer, but... Yeah. What you gonna but do? but again, if they're doing that, they're not bestowing their hopeful Eidolon on one of their own creatures, and I think I'm okay with that. Yeah, for sure. I don't I don't know how high of a pick this is, but I think it's solid. Like I think it's certainly playable. Yeah, I think I like the white one more, but this one seems fine. Yeah, the white one's probably a little bit better. Uh, next up is Dakra Mystic. It's a one-one for a single blue Merfolk Wizard, uncommon, uh, and you can pay a blue and tap it. To have each player reveal the top card of his or her library, you may put the revealed cards into their owner's graveyards. If you don't, each player draws a card. <laughs> this card is sweet. This card is super <laughs> weird. I really like it though. Mm-hmm. So like the, pic- the picture's cool too. Yeah. So you open your you open up one clamshell on your side. You open up another clamshell on your opponent's side, and based upon like that information of knowing what the top card of your library. What they get and what you get. Yeah, you, could, you can either you bin choose. them both or you can have both players draw them. I think this card is good. Yeah, this card does seem good. It seems like... Cause it, it, probably it, about as good as a looter. It, yeah, it's probably a little bit worse than a looter just because you are still giving your opponent a card when you choose to draw. But I, I, right. I don't know, but I guess you could play that the opposite way and like if you see your opponent's bomb, you can just bin it. And, yeah. like, bin whatever you're binning, too. I think if you're a good Magic player and you have, like, good card evaluation skills, this card is going to perform very well for you. And if you're a bad Magic player, you probably shouldn't <laughs> run this. Probably shouldn't be playing Magic. Well, I mean, no, I, I, what you should really be doing if you if you don't think you're a good Magic player is to play this and learn and learn from it, you know? Like, uh, learn to evaluate, like, when it's okay to, like, lose one of your cards and your opponent's cards, or, like, let your opponent draw a relevant card because you're drawing something better, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. The, yeah, this card seems pretty sweet. Yeah, it's sweet that the ability only costs one. Yeah, I but... might be first picking this card. <laughs> yeah. I think it might but, be that I mean, good. It's That's... for sure a lot of fun. I mean, no, I'm not at even, the very least. I'm not... Yeah, I'm thinking on power level. I think this card is, is strong. You know, you know, Ryan Hogan looks at this and just sees pay one, mill one. <laughs> he's just like oh sweet a milk card <laughs> he's, he jokes aside he's gonna love this card like this is like oh i know this is a very Hogan much card yeah very much so yeah all right what's next uh we got font of fortunes one colorless and a blue for an enchantment uh you can pay one colorless and a blue to sacrifice it and draw two wow so, so. much better than the white font yeah uh it's still very expensive to divinate yeah, but, but you can installment plan it too. You can yeah. play this on turn two when you don't have a two drop, and then just wait till you have the right like mana curve spot to break it and draw the two yeah. cards. So we've actually seen this card before as an artifact and uh, Courier's Capsule. 
Um, I've, I played Shards twice this week, <laughs> which is why this is all in my mind. Shards is... Ah, oh, man. Shards is sweet. So fun. Holy crap. I forgot how fun it was. Yeah, that's a really good cool uh, format. Anyway, that card was uh, pretty decent because it had the artifact synergies going for it. You could, like, uh, recur it and stuff. Um, if you're recurring this, uh, you're feeling probably pretty good about yourself. Drawn four cards is pretty sweet. Yeah, I think this card is quite good. Pretty pretty yeah. decent. I, I might even... I don't know if it's better than Divination, but it's probably not. But I still like it. Might be. I mean, it's better in certain decks. Yeah, I think in most decks it's probably worse. Just because oh. you... You do open yourself to like somebody destroying it somehow, or yeah, I don't know. But I I, I will play this card. Real quick, uh-huh. um, before we move on, there's a rare right before this, Dictate of Crufix. One colorless, two blue enchantment, flash. It's a howling mine. Um, question for you. Does the flash on this make this ever playable and limited? I mean, it definitely makes it better than howling mine. But does it even make it playable? Because, I mean, you're still spending a card and, like, they're not. And you're, you're, it's a parody, right? Like, yeah. you, you're drawing first, but you're still not drawing more. Right. I think it depends on, it depends on the decks. Like, if I feel like I have a, like, just higher card quality than my opponent, I would definitely side this in. Or maybe not definitely, but I'd think about siding this in. And I think in general, like, I look at a card like this and it's so fair that I don't mind running it because I feel like because I do get to play it on my opponent's turn, I can like I, I I trust my play skill to kind of put myself over the top if we're both drawing the same amount of cards. With that said, I'm spending a card in my deck to run this and three mana right. of my tempo to run this. And maybe that's why it's just bad. So yeah, I, I mean the more I think about it, yeah, it's probably just bad. <laughs> yeah, again, it's the passes the Ryan Hogan test of being a mill card. <laughs> <laughs> We're busting on him so bad. Uh, I love to, though. It's so fun. All right. Um, Next up is that... God Hunter Octopus. That's a sweet name for a card, too, and the art on this is fantastic. Um, yeah, it's frightening. Five colors and a blue for an octopus. It's a common. It's a 5-5. Five, five. God Hunter Octopus can't attack unless defending con- player controls an enchantment or an enchanted permanent. Um, I mean, blue doesn't usually get creatures this big. Five fives for six. Yeah. But doesn't I doesn't feel very special. No, it's it's just another kind of sea monster. I mean, we had the giant, the four five hexproof for this cost, and that one was just not playable, really. Uh, I don't think that card was unplayable. And well, speaking of Ryan Hogan, I've seen that guy run the hell out of some benthic giants. Yeah. But. <laughs> It's it it was very much on the lower end of yeah. the blue common, so Yeah, this this seems pretty bad. Yeah. Let's keep moving. Hour of need. Two colorless and a blue instant. Uh, we got another strive here. This strive costs one colorless and a blue. Exile any number of target creatures. For each creature exiled this way, its controller puts a four four blue Sphinx creature token with flying onto the battlefield. Not holy that seems really Did good. Your brain just break? <laughs> well, I'm just like it's not until end of turn. You just like you just upgrade cards or downgrade, I guess, to to angels. Yeah, but you also get to ambush things like Yeah, at instant speed. You, I mean, you, if or, you have a tasked dude, you can exile your guy, get a 4/4 at instant and just block whatever they're coming in with. 
on the next turn attack? Yes. If you pay five mana, you're coming in with eight damage. This card seems very powerful. Yeah, this card seems really good. I mean, yes, it requires things to work. Well, and there will also be cases occasionally where you just look at the battlefield and you're like, hey, look, my opponent has an 8-8 flying first strike trample, you know, where you just say, okay. Turn it into a (laughs) 4-4. Yeah, I mean, I guess the argument against that is if they bestowed stuff, all that bestowed stuff falls off anyway, then they have a 4-4 plus a bunch of other creatures, so that's probably not good, but... Maybe like against, against like a monstrosity card, like you might fire this off on your opponent's creature, especially if you can pay the additional three and get a four four of your own, you know? Right. Yeah. This card, I like this card. Yeah, it seems more like in the vein of like end of turn, make my army of four four flying my turn. Yeah, and I think you definitely want to be trying to ambush stuff in combat, because if you're using it on your own creatures, you're losing cards to get 4-4s. You know, you're sacrificing Mm -hmm. your own dudes to get 4-4s. You want to at least, like, eat something of your opponents uh, in combat Mm -hmm. with this card. Mm -hmm. Huh. mm, This seems really good. This seems like the best blue card we've seen so far. Except for maybe the Dakra Mystic. Yeah, triggers heroic, too. Yeah, totally. <laughs> well, I mean, that could be relevant on some, some of them. Sometimes, yeah, sometimes. Like, like on an Agent of Fates. Not that you want to give up an Agent of Fates, but like that type of ability like could be could be yep. good. Um, next up is Hubris. One colorless and a blue for a common instant. Return target creature and all auras attached to it to their owner's hands. What? Yeah, that's some tempo right there. There is your best blue common. Probably. I feel um, I feel good about saying that halfway through the blue cards. Now, what do you think about this compared to Voyage's End? Uh, I think that they're almost identical, and this is probably... I think this is a hair better. Now, if the auras are not bestow creatures, those auras would have died otherwise, Ooh, right? fair point. Yeah, I wasn't really thinking about that. I was definitely living the dream scenario. <laughs> um, so there's a bonus and a negative to putting the orders. Yeah, back but in the, the tempo there is still so good, you know? Yeah, I mean, if it is a Busto creature, it's ridiculous because that's a lot of mana they spent yeah. to get put back into their hand. Yeah, I would actually value this pretty much exactly the same as a Voyage's End, and that's to say very highly. Yeah. All right. Voyage's End being the best blue common in Theros? Yeah, Griptide might hold that spot, but it's close. Okay. Uh, next up is Interpret the Signs. This is five colors and a blue for an uncommon sorcery. It says Scry 3, then reveal the top card of your library. Draw cards equal to that card's converted mana cost. Oh man, I'm going to draw so many cards. <laughs> <laughs> On turn six. Uh, yeah, it's pretty damn expensive. Yeah, this is... Uh, whenever a draw spell costs this much, it's a very specific deck that wants it. Yeah, it's a, it's a control deck in a control matchup. And that's that's the like it's easy to see this and say like oh yeah that's a control card but you have to understand that even if you're a control deck against an aggressive opponent you probably still don't want this card like right. it's just too slow yeah and you're you're just gonna win out in the card advantage war no matter what like you don't have to draw three four five cards to do so yeah I, I do think this card is oh it'll exp- like just blow up the control mirror. Yeah, it's like, it's really powerful, over. but it's yeah, it's a little too expensive for me to get super excited about. Yeah. Uh, what's next? Kiora's dismissal. One blue instant. This one's strive. Just one blue to strive. This guy. So this is probably our easiest strive thing yet. 
return any number of target enchantments to their owner's hands. Who earns? <laughs> uh, it's interesting. It's an awesome yeah. sideboard card. Oh, yeah. Um, true. And awesome against bestowed stuff. Yeah, I think this card's actually pretty good. Might be. Uh, I mean, I've, I mostly said Boo Earns because, you know, you read it and you look at the Strive and you're like, oh, sweet, I can target a ton of things, just trigger a bunch of heroics and stuff. <laughs> you're like, oh, wait, no. No, you're going to probably Bouncing target, chart. like, one or two things. But at the same time, like, I don't know. Like, I could envision a scenario where, like, you return your own Fate Foretold, one of your opponents, like, bestowed <laughs> creatures, and something else, and you're just like... Magical Christmas Yeah, land. you're winning so much when you cast it <laughs> like that that, like... Even just, like, the the part where you, like, return one of their bestow cards to their hand or, or just a, a creature enchantment to their hand and eat their dude in combat, like, this seems pretty mm-hmm. good. Yeah, that seems like the, the most common use of it will be in that way. I think Hubris is probably still better than this, but this, oh, yeah. this has more blowout potential. Sure. Yeah. Uh, next up is Pin to the Earth. One colorless and a blue for an aura. It's a common, it says enchant creature, and enchanted creature gets minus six, minus zero. I always like cards like this, and I know they're not that good, but I tend to oh, man. err on the side of playing them. Sensory deprivation was uh, Swords of Plowshares for blue. Yeah, and this about. is... <laughs> this is terror for blue? Yeah, terror. <laughs> the blue terror. Um, yeah, no, this, these cards are, are fine if you're some kind of dirtily controlling... We're just a deck that like thing. plans to win with flyers. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It's it's fine. We've seen it before. We've played it before. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I think it's playable, but not great. Mm-hmm. Let's keep going. Pull from the deep. Two colorless, two blue. Sorcery. Uh, return up to one target instant card and up to one target sorcery card from your graveyard to your hand. Exile. Pull from the deep. Uh, way too specific to generally work out this is a really sweet commander card and usually when cards are sweet in commander they're not that good and limited <laughs> very much so yeah yeah all right let's keep going riptide chimera is up next probably my favorite art in the set oh my god shark dragon head Sh- shark dragon head <laughs> this is like street sharks except they're air sharks <laughs> so cool two colors uh, two colors in a blue for an uncommon enchantment creature chimera it's a 3-4 flying, and it says at the beginning of your upkeep, return an enchantment you control to its owner's hand. So, so they had to, I mean, it's super undercosted at its base level. A 3-4 flying for 3 is obviously insane. And yeah, it's an Esperzoa. Yeah, it's an Esperzoa. You're not playing this on turn 3 very often, although this card with a Nylea's Presence or a Fate Foretold or a Chosen by Heliod is like, there you go. Crazy insanity. Yeah, crazy yeah. insanity, Christmas land part two yeah but i mean it's totally doable and i think this is a very good card yeah this card um, seems really strong and a pretty high pick this i'm wondering like what was the best blue uncommon we saw so far is probably docker mystic or hour of need like depending mm-hmm. upon the deck this could be better than those yeah depending but yeah i mean we've seen this like like i, I just mentioned esperzo esperzo is better than this but uh why, why do you say yeah. that? Why do you think Esperzo is better than this? Uh, there's more like uh, artifacts that like to be bounced to the hand from that set, like Sanctum Gargoyle, Fairy Mechanist, Kaleidostone. I mean, the list was pretty long in shards. I'm... I don't know if the list is all that long in this set. There are a lot of cantripping enchantments in this block, but but not necessarily in like 
the blue deck. They're they're in all colors, right? Yeah, but I guess um, maybe that's why I like it is because no matter what you pair your blue deck with, like you're going to have targets, and you have to keep in mind that this card is something you're going to draft in pack one, so you can build around it to some extent in packs two and three. Oh, absolutely, yeah. So no, I'm, I'm, it's a, a very high pick. I just think uh, Esperzo is a little better. Yeah, yeah. Esperzo was, was like pretty easy first pick actually I, yeah i kind of forgot that esperzo was a 4-3 as well and that's definitely better than the 3-4 maybe not definitely better but i would prefer a higher power to higher toughness right all right what's next rise of eagles four colorless two blue for a sorcery put two 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 blue bird enchantment creature tokens with flying onto the battlefield and go ahead and scry one time yeah why not yeah why not i don't really know why but they just tack that onto random six mana cards sometimes um, it seems okay. Yeah, Not this great. card seems kind of bad to me. Uh, I don't know about bad. Eh, maybe. Let, let me seems put it this way. Would you rather have it be a single 4-4, four, four, or would you prefer the 2-2? Two, two, <laughs> the 4-4. Four, four. Yeah. yeah. I think that's why I don't like it. It's like, it's 4 power, 4 toughest for 6 mana, flying... Like, I like that, and I like that you scry when it comes into play, but this is not a Horizon Scholar, like, by any stretch. Right. And if Horizon Scholar cost the same, like, four and two blue, and it only scryed one, I'd still like that better than this card. Yep. So Understandable. Yeah. Uh, Next up is Sigiled Starfish. A colorless and a blue for a common starfish creature. It's an O3, and it has tap, scry one for all of the dirtling that you could ever want so to do. This is a pretty close to a looter. Not the same. No. Not at not at all. But that's about as good as we're gonna get here. <laughs> yeah, and aside from the bounce spell, I think this is the best blue common we've seen so far. Yeah. Scrying is powerful. Scrying is very powerful like repeatable scry especially. Like remember how good Crystal Ball was in that core set that it was in? Yeah. Like Crystal Ball was insane. This is no Crystal Ball but it comes down sooner and doesn't cost mana to scry with. Uh, and meanwhile, you're just blocking things that have two power or less. Like, this card is very solid. Yep. All right, next up. Thassa's Devourer. Four colorless and a blue. Enchantment creature and elemental. This is a 2-6. It has Constellation. Uh, whenever it, it or enchantment comes under the battlefield under your control, target player puts the top two cards of his or her library into his or her graveyard. Oh, God. Are we, we don't, we don't even again? need to say it. No, oh, this card seems <laughs> he who must not be named. Yeah, this card seems very average to me. Yeah, and very much probably so. below average, really. Yeah, it's it's going to be tabling a lot, and uh, he who must not be named will be just fucking slamming. Now, the do shit you think the fact thing? that it's going to table makes it better, like as as a plan? Like, if you really want to sure. try to mill somebody out. Yeah, if you got a couple of these in play, I mean, it doesn't take a ton of cards to get there. Right, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Especially because as soon as you play them, they mill at least two themselves. Like, that is one thing yeah, I, I mean, like about these Constellation cards, is they're not like, um, it's not like a, another build-around-me type of card where you don't get any value out of it the turn you play it, like a Burning Vengeance. Like, mm-hmm. Not to say the Burning Vengeance wasn't totally sweet, because it was, but, mm-hmm. like, yeah. I don't know. It, it, this is kind of like a Burning Vengeance that deals two right away, except it's not doing anything nearly as exciting as dealing two damage. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, super mediocre. Yeah, I'm going there with you. Yeah. All right. All right. Next. Boss is Ire. Yeah. Enchantment, single blue, uncommon. 
you can pay three and a blue to tap or untap target creature. It actually says you may tap or untap target creature. So you can target something and then choose not to do anything, which is important in the sense that if you say, okay, I'm going to, eh, maybe it isn't important. (laughs) But you know how like there are some interactions where like you go to tap your opponent's stuff and then they go like, okay, I'll, Tap in response or untap in response. I, I don't know. Maybe it doesn't matter. Maybe I'm crazy. They had to have yeah, put not, that may in there for a reason, though. There is, there must be a reason, but I don't know it. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll think of it, you know, much later when I'm not being recorded. Yeah. How good is this card? I mean, we liked the Mastiff. Yeah, I mean, it's a lot more mana to do the same ability. But you can do it multiple times on a turn. You can uh, untap things. Or eight. I don't know if you'll you'll be doing this multiple times. But yeah, I mean, it does have the untap ability, which is pretty sweet. Um, I like it. I think it's uh, playable. That's as far as I'll go, though. Yeah, I don't know how good it is. It seems, yeah, that, that four mana activation is really expensive. Yeah, All right. I think it's uh, weaker, but playable. Let's keep going. Three colors and a blue Triton Calvary. Two, four. Uh, heroic. Whenever you cast spell targets, you may return target enchantment to its owner's hand. This is an uncommon, and it's like weird seahorse knights. Yeah, this is like the poor man's Riptide Chimera. Kinda. Yeah. I mean, you can it's... return your opponent's stuff with it. Yeah, I know. Uh, it seems okay. Yeah, I don't like it that much. Uh, again, this kind of falls in the same trap as that white uncommon heroic guy we looked at earlier, where I just don't know if this is the card I want to be heroicing onto, you know? But every, totally. every once in a while, you'll get, like, really good value off of returning one of their enchantments, you know? Yeah, it's just, like, a swinging effect. Like, it's either really good or really awful. Right, so. the, and the more instant speed uh, heroic enablers you have, the mu- like, this card gets much better. True. So, uh, next up is Triton's Shore Stalker. It's a single blue for a common merfolk rogue creature. It's a 1-1, and it can't be blocked. One one unplayable. One one unblockable for one. I, as far as one ones for one go, this is about as close to as playable as you're gonna get, though. At, at a com, at common, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I, I'm, I'm going on the unplayable. <laughs> yeah. The, the problem is, is that blue doesn't really want to be that aggressive very often. So. Yeah. It's more of a mid-range color. Alex Craywick will play it. <laughs> He loves one mana one once. He does. <laughs> What's that? Um, War Wing Siren. Two colors and a blue for a 1-3 flying. Siren Soldier. It's got heroic. Whenever it's targeted, put a plus one, plus one counter on it. We got a Wing Seed Rider in blue. This seems and, really good. Yeah. This is... Uh, is this I mean, the best blue common? Yeah, I think so. I mean... Better than the, the bounce spell? Oh, yeah. I forgot about the bounce spell. Uh, maybe. It's, I mean, I I just said it's Wingsteed Rider in blue. I mean, you target uh, it once and it's a 2-4 <laughs> for three. A 2-4 flying for three after one target, like... And probably you targeted it with something that makes it even bigger. Right, so. this is probably the best blue common. This is this card yeah. is really powerful. Yeah, it seems, seems really good. And it's like the perfect tool for that white-blue heroic deck. Yep. They, they basically got a replacement for their Wingsteed Rider that doesn't mess up their mana, you know? Yeah, totally. Wow, this yeah, is this the best common we've seen so far out of both colors? Yeah, I think so. I agree. 
All right, last blue card is an uncommon. It's called Whitewater Naiads. Uh, three colorless and two blue for an enchantment creature nymph. It's a 4-4, and it has Constellation. Whenever it or another enchantment enters the battlefield under your control, target creature can't be blocked this turn. This card is pretty good, too. Yeah, that's much better Constellation than the other ones we've seen. Yeah, and just a 4-4 four, four for 5 with no drawback in blue is really good. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, this card seems great. Yeah, I like it. Is it... How about pick a card, Whitewater Naiads or Warwing Siren? Which of these cards would you first pick? I'd take the Siren. Yeah, I would too, and that's pretty crazy to me. It yeah, t- I mean... It tells you a lot about this format. Well, yeah, and I don't know. We've been playing this set, I mean, and know the power of a... A heroic flyer like it's just really good yeah all right let's and get into so, black we're lagging <laughs> yeah we are all right agent of erebos three colorless and a black two two enchantment creature zombie constellation uh when it enters the battlefield exile all cards from target player's graveyard don't care this card's awful yeah, all right <laughs> next up aspect of gorgon uh, it's a common two colors and a black for an aura enchant creature Enchanted Creature gets plus one, plus three, and has Death Touch. Now, this card is pretty playable. Yeah. The big-ass butt on it with Death Touch, that's pretty sweet. Yeah, you don't want to run this out into open mana very often, but at the same time, it's really pretty strong um, as far as, like, the, the ability it grants. I, I mm-hmm. You do run into the problem of, like, most auras where, like, this one doesn't cantrip, so if you do get Divine Verdict or, like, a Bounce Spell just really sets you back on this card. So I don't think it's a high pick, but I think it's playable. Yeah, and it's it's not aggressive, which is like kind of unfortunate because the nice thing about auras is that they're like essentially hasted aggression. But like, you can use that this way, but it's not great that way. Yeah. What's next? Blood crazed hoplite, one colorless and a black for two one human soldier, heroic. Uh, when it gets targeted, put a plus one plus one counter on it. Whenever a plus one plus one counter is replaced on blood crazed hoplite. Remove a plus one, plus one counter from target creature in opponent controls. Dang. Damn, girl. This is a common. I love, the, I this, love this card. This is a good common. Yeah. Uh, it's creepy I mean, artwork, too. Black is not super known for its heroic dudes, so it's interesting that they gave it this tool, but um, it's really good. I'm very excited about this card. I will be picking it pretty highly for a 2-1 for 2. Yeah, um, solid. Next up is Brain Maggot. One colorless and a black for an uncommon insect enchantment creature. It's a 1-1. When it enters the battlefield, target opponent reveals his or her hand, and you choose a non-land card from it. Exile that card until Brain Maggot leaves the battlefield. So it's, uh, what's the name of that card? From the cube. And the torment. cube. Um, that is a, um, man, I keep wanting to say Mes- It's Mesmeric sure. Fiend. Mesmeric Fiend, there you go. And Mesmeric Fiend is a pretty good card. Yeah, it is. Uh, better in cube, because you're getting sure. stuff. But but I think, like, as far as... In this set, it's pretty good, because you can either steal a trick or force them to play a trick pre-combat, um, just to get just so you can't steal it, you know? Uh, right. I, I think this card is going to be good in this format. Yeah, All right. seems solid. Let's go. Cast into Darkness. One colorless and black for an aura enchant creature. Enchant creature gets minus two, minus zero, oh, and can't block... So this is uh, closer to a pacifism. Yeah, I, I think this card's actually pretty decent. Yeah, no, it, it feels uh, yeah, it feels pretty powerful actually. It has the opposite, you know, it, it doesn't have the problem that that white card we looked at earlier has, where you take away the creature's ability to deal damage, but they can still block. Like here, 
you make it a worse attacker and you make it not able to block whatsoever. So and if if that 2-1 for 2 that we saw is any indication, black is going to get a little more aggressive here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I like this card. Yeah, seems good. Uh, next up is Cruel Feeding. This is a common instant for a single black. It has Strive, and the Strive cost here is two colors and a black. Uh, so any number of target creatures each get plus one, plus O, and gain lifelink until end of turn. So very similar to the um, four mana one that gives plus one, plus one, and lifelink to do things. Yeah, in fact, if you pay the same cost with double black, that four converted mana cost, you get plus one, plus O to two different creatures, they gain lifelink. I think if you value it, and you might even value it a little higher than uh, than that card. Not that I can remember what it was called. Cruel yeah, something. Yeah, I can't. Yeah, um, but yeah, I think so because it's more versatile, right? Right. You, it's instant speed. You can pay one mana to target something at heroic speed. This is also another indicator that black's going to be aggressive here. Um, mm-hmm. That these type of spells where you're increasing power and granting lifelink are, are good in a race, and therefore this makes you think aggro. Yeah. All right. Next up. Dreadbringer Lampads, four colorless and a black for a 4-2. This has Constellation. Uh, when things come in, uh, creatures gain Intimidate. So kind of like a worse version of the blue one. Yeah, but this one's a common, so that kind of makes sense. Right. And, um, yeah, it seems good. It seems actually pretty pretty solid. Yeah, I don't know if good, but yeah, solid, solid is a better word, I think. The, the artwork yeah. makes me think of, like, AFI or, like... <laughs> Some sort of, uh, it's it's like Gem and the Holograms, like the evil version, you know. I just like imagining that's Davy Havoc. <laughs> Sorry, that is Davy Havoc. <laughs> I know. All right, next up, Feast of Dreams, a colorless and a black for an instant. It says destroy target enchanted creature or enchantment creature. Sold. Yeah, super good. <laughs> this card's really good. Yeah. Wow. Now. Okay. Now, when something is bestowed, can you destroy the enchantment? No. No, because at that point, it's an aura, right? It's it's not a creature at all. Right. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, but you can destroy what it's bestowing, which is awesome. Yeah, instant speed. Yeah, I'm in. Yeah, I think this is probably the best common in black. But. Yeah, is it better than Warwing Siren in blue? Seems close. Yeah, it's close, yeah. All right. I think so. Next up. Bellhide Petrifier, two colors and a black for two, three Minotaur Warrior. It's got a Death Touch. Other Minotaurs have Death Touch, too. Minotaurs, probably not great. <laughs> I think this card is good. Yeah, it's fine on its own. I was just At its worst, it's a 2-3 Death Touch, mm-hmm. and that's fine. Like, that's a pretty good card. And the fact that yeah. you might randomly assign a couple of your other dudes Death Touch as well, um, especially considering, like, some of the other Minotaurs are pretty bad on their own. Like Felhide Brawler and the uh, the other Felhide guy, the two three for three from Theros. Yeah, but I think this card's good. Yeah, I'm with you. Next up is the Black Font, Font of Return, a colorless and a black for an enchantment at common. It says three colors and a black. Sacrifice it. Return up to three target creature cards from your graveyard to your hand. So hmm. we're testing again, kind of like how far will go for an enchantment that does nothing until you sink a bunch of mana into it. But getting three cards back is pretty powerful. Eh, but the problem is, is like you have to have three in your yard. So Yeah, I think this card's probably bad, but in some grindy matchups, or if you 
end up in like a self-milling strategy, which it looks like could be possible with some of the other cards in the set, like especially the blue cards. This card could do some cool stuff. Yeah. But I, uh, I'm not sold. I think it's probably bad. Yeah, probably bad. All right. Gnarled Scarhide, one black for a 2-1 Minotaur. Can't block. Uh, it has Bestow for three colors and a black. Solid. Uh, this, this card's super good. I think this card's probably probably going on our cube. But You think so? Um, well, we have, I mean, I don't know. If we're if we're trying to push black aggro anyway, I don't know. That's that's a topic for another day. Yeah. I mean, just as a 2-1 that can't block for one, like that's, you'll play that in a lot of decks. Or aggressive yeah. decks, I should say. Um, sure. And yeah, you, you, this is another one where I'd feel better about bestowing it onto my opponent's creatures to, you know, kind of falter for a turn. And, and mostly because it doesn't give a big enough bonus for me to care as much as if I were giving something like plus three, plus two. Sure. You know? sure. All right. Uh, next up is Grim Guardian. Two colors and a black for a 1-4 enchantment creature zombie. This card's a common. It has Constellation, so whenever it or another enchantment enters the battlefield under your control, each opponent loses one life. Um, meh. It's okay. Yeah, it's just pretty meh. Alright. It's just not the right body for its ability. Let's get to a card that is not meh. Nightmarish End. Two colorless and a black instant. Target creature gets minus X, minus X until end of turn where X is the number of cards in your hand. It's pretty good. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely fine. Um, it's probably better than Lash of the Whip, but in a typical yeah, game of Magic, life. you're going to be playing out cards to the point where if you have five cards in your hand when you cast this, you're only getting minus four, minus four, right? I mean, and mm-hmm. I say only in air quotes because that's still pretty good. But yeah, for three mana, yeah. But good. once you get down to four cards, three cards, two cards in hand, this card does a lot less as you go down the curve. Like, I think it's fine, but it's not amazing. Yeah, but the nice thing is it's an instant, so you can use it as just a combat trick. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up is Nyx Infusion. Two colors and a black. For an aura, it's a common. It says enchant creature. Enchanted creature gets plus two, plus two, as long as it's an enchantment. Otherwise, it gets minus two, minus two. So this card's okay. Yeah, yeah it's a, it's a, the problem of like if you're playing it as a removal spell, it sometimes just doesn't hit. So yeah, and if you're playing it as a pump spell, some of your cards it's uncastable on. Yeah, so. Yep. Yeah, it's just one of that. Uh, Farika's Chosen. Love this card. It's a uh, 1-1 one, one death touch for one in, in black. Uh, it's a snake. It's a snake! <laughs> we loved... And yeah. Yeah, we <clears throat> loved the scorpion in Theros. Yeah, such, or is that such scorpion? Such scorpion, yeah. Yeah. And this and card then, is exactly the same in black, so sold. Yeah, not as good as the, the black idol in that does the same thing. No, too. definitely not. But still solid. Yeah. Uh, Returned Revelers next. A colors and a black for a zombie satyr at common. Uh, one three, and when it dies, each player puts the top three cards of his or her library into his or her graveyard. <laughs> no, thank you. Yeah, I mean, you'll side this in against aggressive opponents sometimes. Yeah, but yeah, no, thank you. Yeah, it's bad. Uh, Ritual of the Returned. Three colors and a black for an instant. Exile target creature card from your graveyard. Put a black zombie creature token onto the battlefield. Its power and <clears throat> its power is equal to that card's power, and its toughness is equal to that card's toughness. This card is cool. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so it, the reason it's cool is because it's an instant, so you can ambush. Yeah. Um, otherwise, 
I'm not super impressed. I mean, it's a reanimation spell that like just doesn't give any attributes. Of it's vanilla, just, it's just yeah. power and toughness, and I I think that's fine. And there is yeah. there is enough self mill in this format that you're gonna have some dudes in the yard. Yeah, unfortunately, like a lot of the big dudes are big because they have monstrosity. True, that's a good point. But that's uh, nah, fine. Speaking of vanilla, next up is Rotted Hulk. Three colors and a black for a two-five. Poop. Yeah, yeah, that's too bad. It looks like it's wearing a ship as armor or something. It's weird. Yeah, I think it is a ship. It's a Hulk, right? Is it's it... a ship. Yeah, I think it's it... an elemental. Well, yeah, but I mean, I think it's like an elemental of a a rotted out ship from the bottom of the sea or like stuck in a swamp anyway okay that's pretty rad let's <laughs> let's not you know belabor the point on rotted hulk let's keep going spiteful blow four colors and two black sorcery destroy target creature and target land this is a um you have this card in it is innistrad uh, and for red oh okay into the maw uh, okay or something like that this card is pretty good yeah, I mean, I like this card. It's as good as you know, the, sip the other walk. Yeah, yeah, sip. Yeah, I mean, it's actually probably a little bit worse than that, but it, the destroy target land could be relevant in some matchups. Yep. Next up is squelching leeches, two colors and two black for a leech creature at uncommon. It's a star star. Its power and toughness are each equal to the number of swamps you control. So it's at least well, I shouldn't say at least, but it's probably at least a two for two two for four and. <laughs> pretty bad <laughs> uh yeah i mean it could scale i mean this card if you pick it in pack one maybe you go heavier in black because of it but just yeah, for a, no a big vanilla dude much. who cares yeah it's pretty bad yeah i mean it's fine it's definitely playable like if it's a three three for four i mean you're you're okay with that and if it's a four four yes. for four that's pretty decent but yeah again you're not getting anything super exciting here right uh thought render lamia Four colors, two black for a 5-3. This has Constellation, and its Constellation is each opponent discards a card. That's pretty cool. This card's pretty sweet. I mean, at its base level, it's six mana for a 5-3 that makes them discard, and then every enchantment after that makes them discard again. I kind of like yeah. the, the pressure that puts on. Totally. It's a little expensive for making them discard, since by six mana, they probably don't have much of a hand anymore, but... Sure, but at that point, you might be nabbing, like, the last good card that they have, or, or like, an expensive card that they're waiting to cast because they don't have enough land. Then again, you might also just be netting the land that they've been sandbagging, which is probably going to be the case, like, 80% of the time. Yeah, but, I mean, something really nice about it is that it lets you, like, not allow them to hold, like, a single card for a combat trick, you know? Totally. So... And if you have two enchantments, you I mean you'll eventually just get them, right? Yep. So and I think it's fine. It's definitely a little overcosted though. Mm-hmm. Tormented Thoughts is next. Two colors and a black for a sorcery at uncommon. It says an additional cost to cast it, sacrifice a creature, and it says target player discards a number of cards equal to the sacrifice creature's power. No thanks. This card's bad. Yeah, this card's not good. Alright. Uh moving on to red. Quick, quick review of black. The two mana destroyed. Spell is the best common? Yeah. Yeah. I don't even know what the best uncommon is. I don't know either. <laughs> I like the... Uh, the oh, man, I, I forgot the name of the card again. I think the, maybe the other removal spell, in my opinion. But, uh, which one? For cards in hand? or The, the minus X, minus X, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Black doesn't seem that good to me, although it definitely seems more aggressive than it was before. 
Yeah, which is good. Yeah. Okay, uh, red cards. A Crowen line breaker. Two colorless and a red for a 2-1. That's not great. Nope. Uh, well, heroic. It gets plus 2, plus 0, oh, and gains intimidate till end of turn. So uh, that's not bad. That's okay, yeah. I mean, it only works for that turn, so it's not like a recurring pressure. Sure, but if you're bestowing onto this card... It immediately like negates that whole like ah oh, two one this is no good you know like True. if if you're putting enchantments on this I like it if you're using combat tricks to give it intimidate and plus two plus so no thanks mm-hmm. yeah uh, next up is a reprint blade tusk boar three colors and a red for a three two intimidate there, there's a lot of intimidate in this set I know this card seems really at home here as a card you would want to bestow upon because it is evasive yeah this is a reprint right yeah totally. I think we've seen it a couple times in a corset and in something else. Yeah. Wherever it was originally. <clears throat> yeah, I like it. Yeah, me too. Uh, real quick, uh, Bearer of the Heavens. How cool is that friggin' flavor? <laughs> yeah. I like that they made Atlas a red card. Yeah, I know. It's cool. It's really weird. A 10-10 for 8, though. That's no good. But... You're not playing that limited. Nope. Anyway, uh, I just wanted to point that out. No, that's cool. Oh. Blinding Flare, one red for sorcery. Any number of target creatures can block this turn, and it has Strive, or can't block, <laughs> not can't. <laughs> it has Strive uh, for one red, so just falter. Good old-fashioned, yeah, falter with kicker. Mm-hmm. It's not bad. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not not great, but uh, certain decks, it's pretty pretty solid. Yeah, I... And then the red decks, which tend to be aggressive, this might have a home. It definitely has. It's definitely powerful. Uh, something to point out is that it does trigger heroic on your own dudes. Oh, very cool. That's a great point. Yeah. Okay. Um, man, I would not have even thought about that. That's really cool. So you could make it so there one or two blockers couldn't block, and then use the extra red mana you have to trigger your own heroic stuff, which yep. you don't care because you're attacking. That's that's very nice. I like this card more now. Yeah, that's cool. probably why it's uncommon. Um, Cyclops of Eternal Fury is next. Four colors and two red for an enchantment creature, Cyclops, and uncommon. It's a 5-3, and it says creatures you control have haste. It's always a powerful ability. Yeah, um, six mana is not really where you want to see it, though. No. But with that Ooh, said, it's a 5-3 haste for six, which isn't the worst, and every subsequent creature you have, assuming this lives... Also has haste. Like, I think that's okay, but um, I'm not super excited about this card. Yeah, me neither. All right. Uh, Flame Speaker's Will. One red for an aura. Enchanted creature you control. It gets plus one, plus one. Uh, When that creature deals damage, you can sack it if you do destroy an artifact. Same with the white one, uh, except it destroys artifacts instead of enchantments. Seems weaker, obviously. Yeah, you're probably... You're very rarely going to activate that ability... The artwork on this card is really cool, though. It is cool. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> but yeah. I think it's a so. fine heroic card and pretty bad everywhere else. Yep. Flurry of Horns is next. It's four colors and a red for a sorcery at common that says put two, two, three red Minotaur creature tokens with haste onto the battlefield. I like this one more than the blue one that made two birds. Mm-hmm. It, yeah, I mean, it, haste is... Good. Haste is a big deal, and it's just in a color that wants like a spread out army of dudes more. Yeah, I think this is a very playable card. I don't know if it's good, but it's it's a nice filler card at five mana. Yeah, I mean you're getting 
of four six in power for five mana that's hasted. Mm-hmm. It's pretty solid. Yeah. Next up. Um, here's the red font, font of ire. One colorless and a red. Uh, you got to pay four for this one as well. Three colorless and a red, and it deals five damage to just a player. You have to sacrifice it as well. This card is yeah, yeah. poop. Bad. Yeah. yeah. It's a I mean, bad lava axe. Bad lava axe. Uh, Forgeborn Oreads is up next. It's two colors and two red for a nymph enchantment creature at uncommon. It's a 4-2. Has constellation. Whenever it or another enchantment enters the battlefield under your control, deals one damage to target creature or player. This card seems really sweet. Yeah, much better than the, the black one that just makes the player lose life. Yeah, so four mana for a 4-2, I'm already fine with that. And then it deals one damage when it comes into play, and then I can subsequently ping stuff. Yeah, that's I'm sold. That's That's a good card. Yeah, seems solid. Yeah. Uh, Gluttonous Cyclops. Uh, watch out for an eye gouge. Five <laughs> colorless and a black for a 5-4. And it's got uh, Monstrosity 3, 4, 5 colorless, and 2 red. That's it. So it's a 5-4 that when you pay 7 mana eight, more, seven. you get an 8-7? Mm, yeah, it's kind of weak. Yeah. yeah. Harness by Fun. Nope, that's a rare. Knowledge and power is up next. Four colors and a red for an enchantment and uncommon. It says when you scry, you may pay two. If you do, knowledge and power deals two damage to target creature or player. This card makes you work too hard. Yeah, this is too too much mana at the outset. And yeah, I mean it's no, it's not uh, burning vengeance. Sorry guys. Nope. Um, but uh, you know somebody will go for it. Somebody will have fun with it. Yeah, for sure. And I will beat that player. <laughs> <laughs> All right, lightning diadem or diadem, five colorless and a red for an aura enchant creature. That's a very expensive aura. Um, when it enters the battlefield, deals two damage to target creature player. All right, and enchanted creature gets plus two plus two. Now you know why it's expensive. Yeah, it's a removal spell that also pumps. Uh, pretty expensive still for those. Abilities, although eh, it seems okay. What would the damage have to be for you to be like really excited about this card? Would you be excited at three damage? Because at two, I'm not there yet. No, I'm not excited for sure. How about three? yeah? If it was three, if it was three damage, I'd I'd probably be happier main decking this thing. If it was four damage, this is probably a first pick. Yeah, it'd be insane. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Magma Spray is up next. Another reprint. Uh, a single red for an instant at common. It says Magma Spray deals two damage to target creature. If that creature would die this turn, exile it instead. This is a fine card. Yep, always good. Shocks are always good. Yeah, and probably the best red common we've seen so far. Uh, I think Blade, Blade Tusk Boar is probably the next closest. Jeez. So. Yep. Yep. Next up. Red's feeling pretty bad then. <laughs> Uh, next up is Mogis's Warhound, one colorless and a red for a 2-2. Uh, it attacks each turn if able, uh, and it has Bestow for two colorless and a red. So um, it's got quite a downside for just being a bear, but the upside is that the Bestow is super cheap, which is awesome. Yeah, and you can put it on your opponent's dudes. It's just like that card you love from Rise. Lost for War. <laughs> Except instead of them dealing, taking three damage, you're taking two. Yeah, no, this card... <laughs> this card is good in an aggressive deck and kind of bad everywhere else. Bad everywhere else, everywhere else yeah. yeah. All right, uh, Pensive Minotaur is up next. Look at how pensive he is. God, he's just a little little two three. Is he holding somebody's leg? That's what it looks like. He's... <laughs> He's pensively holding someone's leg. That's awesome. Uh, he's a 2-3 three for 3 at common. Um, and he's a Minotaur. 
So hopefully you get that other Minotaur in black that gives him Death Touch. Otherwise, you are not excited about this card. Well, all right. Poop. Uh, reprint. Riddle of Light- Lightning. Sweet reprint. Um, <laughs> three colorless and two red for an instant. Choose target creature player. Scry three. Reveal the top card of your library. Deals damage equal that card's converted mana cost to that creature or player. Um, totally, like, not, like, super swingy and <laughs> sometimes just garbage. But, um... Yeah, but you can make this card work for you. Like, if you know you have a Riddle of Lightning in your pile, like, you're going to shift your focus a little bit more towards the late game. You know, you're going to play some mm-hmm. more expensive stuff. Like, you're not main decking this card if you're playing a bunch of one and two drops. You know? Right. That's just... But generally, it's one of those things where you use Riddle of Lightning to kill off something with, like, three toughness. Yeah. Or, or you just point it at your opponent and get a scry off of it. You know, like a really good scry. Yeah, scry three is really nice. Yeah. And I'm okay with spending some mana to do that. All right. Rollick of Abandon is up next. Three colors and two red for an uncommon sorcery. It says all creatures get plus two, minus two until end of turn. This is going to make for some fun games. Like, this is a really sweet, <laughs> like, overrun variant in the sense that, like, you're just going to put it on to your opponent to be like, okay, either you die or we're just going to like trade boards right now. Yeah. I mean, sometimes it's just a straight up like overrun plus plague wind, which is like, what? Yeah. But, and then sometimes it's like, oh, it's just the opposite of that. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's a plague wind for myself. Yeah, ironically, this is in the color that wants it the least. Probably. This yeah, is like the best against a red deck. Yeah. But if you're playing Riddle of Lightning, maybe like a blue-red control deck or like even a green-red kind of fatties deck, like these cards go up in value. Yeah, I mean, just getting rid of all your opponent's like crappy chump blockers is pretty sweet. Yeah. Like right before a huge attack. Totally. But... All right, Rouse the Mob. Uh, one red instant. This is a strive. Cost two colors and a red to strive it. Any number of target creatures get plus two plus zero and gain trample until end of turn instant. Uh, so that is... This is a really sweet heroic enabler. Yeah, we keep talking about Overrun, and this one's the closest to actual the, te- the text of actual Overrun, right? Yeah, I mean, you can essentially pay, what would it be? For three creatures, it would be um, seven, yeah, seven mana. It's expensive, for sure. But... Yeah, I mean, but just the fact that, I don't know, just an instant speed, one mana, plus two plus zero oh, and trample on any heroic dude is just sweet. Like, I'm already in on that. The strive yeah, is just gravy. Four. You kind of have to, like, you almost have to ignore the strive and not even let that factor in. Just kind of treat that as additional upside. Totally. Yeah. I like it. I think it's pretty good. Seder uh, Hoplite is up next, or do you have more to say on the Rouse? No, go for it. All right. This is a one mana, one one. Sweet. Uh, Seder <laughs> Soldier at Common. This is Red's version of the heroic guy that. Gets a plus one plus one counter every time you you target it. It's interesting that they finally gave every, every color, color this. Yeah. yeah, I'm interested to see what the green one was because the green one are, or green already had a bunch of two plus one plus one counter guys. Yeah, it actually green probably badly wants something like this. So yeah, and this one, I think this one's okay. Uh, again, it's definitely deck dependent, but um, and it's light years worse than the white version of the O4, or maybe not worse than the O4 because at least this has a power to start, but. I don't know. Yeah, actually, I don't know. I yeah. think it's close. That's a to tough th- call. At least, yeah, at least red, you know you're going to be aggressive. Like, rouse the right. mob on this card. 4-2 trample that turn, and then every subsequent scry, yeah, or every subsequent heroic trigger. Yeah, this card seems okay. Yeah, it seems fine. Moving on. Uh, 
Sigiled Skink. Two mana, two one. When it attacks, scry one. I like it. Uh, yeah, this is cool. It's a fine, I, fine little bear. Mm-hmm. Ha- I'm happy with a bear like that. Yep, playable. Uh, mm-hmm. Spite of Mogus is up next. It's a single red for an uncommon sorcery. Spite of Mogus deals damage to target creature equal to the number of instant and sorcery cards in your graveyard, and you get to scry one. I think this card is bad. Yeah. Uh, yeah, not much to say there. I think it's pretty pretty damn bad. Keep going. Starfall deals three damage to target creature. Oh, it costs four colors in red, <laughs> and it's an instant, by the way. If that creature is an enchantment, it deals three damage to that creature's controller. So, uh... So if you hit an enchantment creature, it's an entwined barb lightning? Yeah. Or the punish the enemy from the last set. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's fine. At least it's an it's instant. It's okay. Yeah, at least it's an instant, but it feels pretty expensive for three damage. Yeah. Uh, next up is Wildfire Cerberus. Four colors and a red for a hound creature. It's a 4-3 uncommon. Uh, it has Monstrosity for a 5 colorless and 2 red, Monstrosity 1. Uh, and it says when Wildfire Cerberus becomes, or Cerberus becomes monstrous, it deals 2 damage to each opponent and each creature your opponents control. That's a pretty powerful effect. Yeah, that is. It's expensive, um, though. Like, by the time you're firing this off, is 2 damage to all your opponent's creatures going to matter that much? It might not. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's fine. I don't think it's great. Yeah. The fact that it that it doesn't monstrous into something actually monstrous, it's only a 5-4 after that. Right, it becomes something that you would have felt good about paying 5 mana for. Right, exactly. Except you spent 12 mana on it. <laughs> Let's not talk about all that. Alright, um, right. so uh, red, best common? Uh, magma spray? Oh boy, I think you're right. Maybe rouse the mob, honestly. Maybe. Just, just based no, upon the red. format. Red got a kick in the junk, it looks like. It's yeah, well, Red weak. was really good in the last set, so it kind of makes sense that they made it worse here. Yeah. And the thing is, is now it's in the position that Black was in for the previous set for Born of the Gods, where because the Black cards were bad, you could kind of force Black in pack one and get hooked up in pack two. And that's going to happen here. If you force Red in pack one, you're going to get hooked up in pack two. Um, and that's that's going to be a key part of strategy in this format, I think. Sure. I just came up with that, too. I'm pretty proud of myself. <laughs> the Sara right. Tower Archer is our first green card. It's an uncommon. It's two green for a two-one human archer. It has hexproof and reach. Fine bear. Yeah, this actually seems pretty good. I mean, hexproof uh, on a cheap thing is pretty nice when you know lots of auras running around. Yeah, and re- reach two-one reach for two is always pretty good and something you'd be happy to run in green. Now, do you like this more than the 3-2 for the same cost? 3-2? No. I mean, it depends on the deck. Like, I'm the type of player who likes to err on the side of beatdown, so no, I like the other card more. But this card, like, if I'm playing a controlling strategy, this card is better. Sure. What's next? Colossal Heroics. Two colorless and a green. It's got Strive for one colorless and a green. And any number of target creatures... Each get plus two plus two until in return untap those creatures. So it's a thing that I've forgotten the name <laughs> it's, of. It's Savage Surge with <laughs> Savage Surge. Strive. Strive. Yeah. It costs one more at the, at the outset, but then the Strive costs the same as a Savage Surge. So it's five mana to do two things or three mana to do one thing. That's pretty good actually. Yeah. I, th- I think I think I like this more than Savage Surge. 
Um, it's probably better just because of that upside to hit multiple things, but three mana is a lot worse than two mana for just one target. Totally, yeah. So, I, I don't know. I think it's pretty close. This is, I mean, this is definitely more powerful. It's just not as efficient. Yeah. Uh, Consign right. the Dust is next. Two colors and a green for an uncommon instant. Uh, it also has Strive for two colors and a green. Destroy any number of target artifacts or enchantments. Sideboard. Sideboard, yeah. Uh, one I mean, one it, word review. Let's go. Okay. <laughs> Desecration Plague. Three colorless and a green. Destroy target enchantment or land for sorcery. Not even in the sideboard. Uh, yeah, maybe. No, nah, you might. I mean, but sorcery, four mana for... Yeah, pretty bad. Uh, you're you're going to want to play any other card, green card that does that. I think all of the other green cards that do this are better. Yeah. I might be playing uh, something, but anyway. Font of Fertility, green enchantment. One colorless and a green, sacrifice Font of Fertility. Search your library for a basic land, put it into play tap, shuffle. So a three mana rampant growth? Yeah, it seems pretty bad. Yeah, I mean, there are a lot of mana-hungry things going on, so I think this is playable, and it does fix your mana, but yeah, it's it's a little... It's underpowered compared to this type of effect that we're used to. Although, I guess for font, for a font, it's good. No, absolutely. <laughs> most, most of the fonts have been awful. Yeah, uh, the next card is very good. It's called Golden Hind. It's a 2-1 for 2, a colorless and a green. It's a common elk creature, and it has tap to add a green to your pool. Sold. I'm in. This card is really good. Seder Wayfinder with a... Switch power and toughness. Yeah, not quite as good as the Wayfinder because it doesn't help you fix double colors except for green. But true, true. This card is yeah still very powerful and attacks set. better though. It does attack better. All right, Golden Hind Ox or Hide Ox, five colors and a green for a five-four enchantment creature. It's got Constellation and its Constellation ability is target creature must be blocked this turn if able. Meh. Uh, <laughs> not loving it. Yeah. That 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 just that ability in general, is the must be blocked thing, just is always just not great. And it's like the thing that must be blocked, like if it's big enough to just eat something, you'd probably be okay with them not blocking it anyway, just because they're right. going to take a bunch of damage. Like this, it's such a yeah. It's it seems like it it would be useful with that ability. It's just not that good. Right. All right. I don't like. Another constellation card up next. This one's common. Humbler of Mortals, four colorless and two green for a five five. Uh, elemental enchantment creature and its constellation says whenever it or another enchantment comes in you creatures you control game trample until end of turn all creatures yeah it's a little bit better yeah i mean i think this card is better than the golden hide ox <laughs> i know how sad is that it's really sad it's the same mana cost it has more toughness and the ability is more relevant yeah what the hell are they doing it's so weird <laughs> Yeah, whatever. But that's okay. At least this gives, like, it's a constellation card that you might play at common. You know, you're going to see this card. Cool. Uh, Crufix's Insight. Two colorless and a green for sorcery. Reveal the top six cards of your library. Put up to three enchantment cards among them into your hand. The rest revealed into your graveyard. Eh, no thanks. Yeah, I mean, maybe there's a self-null deck that wants it. I already don't like cards like this very much. Like, the, the, like, maybe draw cards? Yeah, exactly. And this one is, like, so specific on enchantments. Like, most of my decks are going to be creatures. Like, granted, some of which will be enchantments. But, like, and, like, removal spells and lands. And there will be times where this draws one. There will be times where it draws zero. You know, it's, like, it's not good enough. Yeah, it's just for the guy who wants to be silly and mill himself, I think. Yeah. Hi, Ryan. <laughs> Market Festival is up next. Three colors and a green. 
for an aura at common. It says enchant land. Whenever it's tapped for mana, its controller adds two mana in any combination of the colors to his or her mana pool. So that's kind of gnarly. Like you, you take a land and you make it produce three. Mm-hmm. And actually, the land doesn't. I think take we've seen this before. Yeah, it's expensive though. Like four mana to get this effect, while it is powerful, is like, yeah. I mean, some decks might run one copy of this, and even then, like you'd probably rather just have like an efficient four-drop creature or a combat trick. I could see somebody figuring out a like a five-color green deck based around this card. Oh, there was already a five-color green deck in the last in the previous format. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it works, but yeah, Nylea's Presence is good because it only costs two, you know, and it cantrips. This does neither of those things. And it ramps so, you. Yeah, I'm, I'm skeptical. <laughs> Alright, uh, Nature's Panopoly. Panop- it's like way better than a Monopoly. <laughs> uh, it's one green for an instant. Strive. <laughs> Excuse me. Two colorless and a green. And choose any number of target creatures and put a plus one, plus one counter on them. I like it. No, I don't like it. Why not? <laughs> uh, it just seems too expensive for... Just look at... Forget about the Strive. One mana, instant, put a plus one, plus one counter on a target creature. In this format, that's good. That's that's highly playable. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. okay. Like, it turns all the, like, standard heroic plus one, plus one counter guys into a one mana, give this plus two, plus two till end of turn. Or no, permanently. You know? Nope. True. Okay. Uh, yeah, cool. I'll buy it. I'll buy it on the one mana yeah. on the not striving it. Yeah. <laughs> I think that you have to evaluate these cards that way first. Sure, sure. Alright. Okay. Nessian Game Warden is up next. Three colors and two green for a beast. The Game Warden is a beast? That doesn't make sense. <laughs> it's an uncommon. It's a four or five. When it enters the battlefield, look at the top X cards of your library where X is the number of forests you control. You may reveal a creature card from among them Put it into your hand. Put the rest on the bottom of your library in any order. Sweet. Yeah, I'm in on this. Five mana, four or five that draws a card usually. Yeah, totally. Uh, and, like and draws like a a body, you know, not just yeah, like a relevant card. Yeah, yeah, it draws you a relevant card. This card is pretty good. I like it. Okay. Oakheart Dryads, two colorless and a green for two three enchantment creature has constellation. Its constellation is target creature gets plus one plus one until end of turn. That's fine. Yeah, I mean it's fine. Uh, the body's rele- relevant enough for its ability to just be gravy. Yeah, that nymph body. Mm-hmm. Sexy nymph Aww, body. Aw, yeah. Ferris <laughs> right. Band Thunderhoof is up next. Four colors and a green for a common 3-4 centaur warrior. It has heroic, and it says whenever you cast a spell that targets it, put two plus one plus one counters on him. Yeah, another Ferris Band. Yeah. Thing. This one feels okay to me, mostly because the just the base... 3-4 for 5. Well, that is not exciting whatsoever. I like that more than a 2-2 two, two for 4 or a 1-1 one, one for 3. Yeah, I agree. I mean, this feels... I mean, obviously, this is better than the... Uh, was There's a 3-3 three, three for 5, and Theros did the same thing, right? Yes, and that one was double green, so this one... Yeah, this, this is just well, very much better. No, that one got 3 plus one plus one counters, though, when you targeted it. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's the difference. Gotcha. But still, I mean, it's... it's, Yeah. Actually, it seems about as good as that card. Yeah, now that you frame it like that, I like this card less. Thank you, Jeff. Yeah. You talk some <laughs> sense into me. No problem. Um, let's see here. Ravenous... Pronounce that. Lucrocata? I like it. Lucrocata. Looks like my dog. 
That's it. I mean, Doug's adorable. <laughs> are you saying this Luke Ricotta is not adorable? No, I'm, I'm legitimately saying that's a hilarious looking. Look animal. at that precocious that's what your stamp. Dog looks like. All right, I just uh, mean four, body shape more than anything. Yeah, three with a gigantic hat head and mouth. <laughs> Pretty much. Three colors in a green for a two-four vigilance. Six colors in a green to monstrosity it for three. I don't know how I feel about green getting vigilance. <laughs> you angry? I'm not angry. I just don't know how I it feel doesn't, about it. It doesn't make flavor sense, that's for sure. I, I think it's one of the things that they kind of shifted into green because green sucked for so long. <laughs> I think it needs some things. Yeah, this card's pretty good, though. Yeah, that seems fine. I This is a nice monstrosity creature that I would be happy to bestow upon. Yeah, I mean, I actually like this more than, say, um, the, the red hill giant that gets bigger. Just because the two four body seems a little more relevant than the than a three three body, mm. if, you're, if you're waiting to get to monstrosity. You know? The red hill giant had trample though. Oh shoot, I forgot about that. Oh, are you okay. talking about the one in this set or the one in Theros? No, I'm talking about that one, the trample one. You're right, trample's better. Yeah, the ill tempered cyclops. But vigilance is good. I vigilance know. is very good in this format, which is why I like this card. This is probably my favorite green common besides the uh, the mana producer we saw earlier. Yeah. The hind yeah. or the hind. Uh, next up is Renowned Weaver. It's a single green mana for a 1-1. Uh, human Shaman Common. Human Shaman Common. Uh, mm-hmm. Pay a colorless and a green and sacrifice it to put a 1-3 green spider enchantment creature with reach onto the battlefield. This is such a weird card. I don't like it. I kind of do. I mean, it's... Th- it's like a double jump? Well, it's like three mana for a... At its worst, it's just you pay three mana, you get a 1-3 reach. That's pretty bad. I don't think that's that bad. And, and the thing is, like, you can chump something and then get the reach. So, yeah, like, you can double chump with it. It's it's a really bad doomed traveler. <laughs> I'm going to be on the record saying I never want to play this card. Really? I think this card's fine. All right. I'm not excited about it, but I think it's playable for sure. Mm, okay. Uh, reviving Melody. Two colorless and a green sorcery. Choose one or both. Return target creature card from your graveyard to your hand. And or return target enchantment card from your graveyard to your hand. So, um, there was a Scars card that was white that was like this that got artifacts. Uh, It's the green divination, Jeff. There you go. Uh, it actually seems alright. Yeah, no, Um, I, I, I will see some decks where this is playable. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely not as good as divination, though. No. Let's make that clear. Uh, Seder Grove Dancer is next. A colorless and a green for a common Seder Shaman. It's a 1 1. Uh, and when it enters the battlefield, put a plus 1 plus 1 counter on target creature. So it's a grizzly bear. Yeah, we had this in um, Avacyn Restored, right? Oh, yeah, you're right. I forgot about that card. This is uh, not an identical reprint. It's got a different name, but it does the same thing. Yeah. It was, it was uh, fine there. Yeah, it was good. And, and seems good here. So Yeah, I like it. Because, I mean,. If you're not putting the counter on itself, you're making something else bigger, and you get a 1-1 to chump their big monster or big heroic dude. Totally. Cool. All right. Solidarity of Heroes. One colorless and a green instant. It's got a strive for the same cost. One colorless and a green. Choose any number of target creatures. Double the number of plus one, plus one counters on each of them. No. <laughs> so, so what happens if you have a creature with no plus one, plus one counters on it? Uh, what's what's two times zero, zero Jeff? Zero times two. What does that Shoot. come out to? Hold on, let me get my calculator out here. Um, hold on. Two 
times zero equals zero. That can't be right. Oh, damn it. You don't get any counters? <laughs> what a weak card. This card sucks. Yeah, this card does suck. Uh, I mean, it's they, they did put all these guys in this set. Where they get plus one, plus one counters for heroics, but still. Yeah. And, I mean, you have no. Seder Grove Dancer. We just talked about a card that makes counters. So, But Who still, cares? it's so situational. Anyway, moving on. This card sucks. Spire Spine is up next. Really cool artwork. Two colors and a green for an enchantment creature beast. It's a 4-1 uncommon. Uh, bestow four and a green. It says, Spire Spine blocks each turn if able. <laughs> Enchanted creature gets plus four plus one and blocks each turn if able. This might be the one that I want to bestow upon my opponent's creatures the most. Might yeah. Be. That's interesting. Because you... Like, if you have something that you're Force. just willing to trade off for something they have... And the, the caveat is that the thing they have has to be untapped and able to block in the first place. Like... Yeah, this one's weird. Yeah. I mean... I don't know how I feel about this card. It's really good in an aggressive deck, because you, you're turning your guy sideways anyway. Right, right. So... Yeah, obviously the bestow the bestow on your own guy is pretty sweet, because... Who's, who's going to bestow it and then just sit there on it? I guess you might sometimes. <laughs> oh, shit, I got a block. What did I attack? <laughs> but yeah, usually you're bestowing on it's pretty rad. So, yeah. All right. Uh, strength from the Fallen. One colorless and green enchantment. Uh, oh, this has constellation. It's not a creature. It's our first non-creature constellation, right? Maybe, probably. Uh, whenever Strength of the Fallen or blah, blah, blah comes into play, target creature gets plus X plus X until end of turn, where X is the number of creature cards in your graveyard. Dear Diary. <laughs> Jackpot. <laughs> Excerpts from Ryan Hogan's Diary. Yeah, I don't know about this one. This is like a boneyard worm that has to like jump through hoops. Yeah, I mean, it's total. it's a total like silly build around me card. It doesn't seem very good. Well, there's a lot of self-mill. I mean, you could have fun with this. I just, it's, yeah, it's just not a good card. Yeah. All right, the last green comment, or last green card we have is an uncommon. It's called Swarmborn Giant, which is another cool name for a card. Two colors and two green uh, for a 6-6. Six, six. I'm in. Whenever you're dealt combat damage, sacrifice it. I am out. Uh, and you can monstrosity it for four colors and two green. It's monstrosity two. And as long as it is monstrous, it has reach. So back in yet? <laughs> no. <laughs> it's just, I mean, it's it's set it's up too dangerous. It's to... set up to be like a, a blocker above all else. Right. I mean, I think it's fine. I you play it, and if they have multiple creatures to attack you, and you can't block them all, you're at least eating one of their guys, and they're eating your guy. I don't know. Yeah, and I, and four mana, I guess that's okay. It's just like. It's not great. There are going to be too many game states where you want this card to be better than it is that I don't... I, I'm not excited to, like, pick and play this card. No, but I think it's playable. Yeah. I mean, there are some just boards where you, you play it and win. Yeah. All right. Uh, green card review real quick. We like the uh, the 2-1 that makes mana. We like... Yeah, for sure. Um, the Lucrota. Yeah. Greg's dog. Greg, that's Chelsea right there. Um, and yeah, that's about it. <laughs> does this, does this set seem underpowered Lower. to you compared to the other two sets in the block? It does. Um, I, I blue kind blue seems the best to me. Blue seems pretty good. I thought black had some things going for it, 
but there were a lot of like do nothing cards in black or not do enough cards. Yeah. Yeah, I do. I'm with you though. I think blue seems like the best color we've seen so far. Ba- basically, well, we've seen all the colors. Right, but I mean the. <laughs> well, hold on. Let's get to the multicolored cards. All right, let's do this. Desperate uh, stand. A red and a white for a sorcery and uncommon has strive for the same cost. Red and a white. Any number of target creatures each get plus two plus zero and gain first strike and vigilance until end of turn. So unlike a lot of the other strive like heroic enablers, this is a sorcery, not an instant. But with that said, it's still a really powerful effect. Yeah, it's kind of plague windish if like just forces them to be blocking, or else they're just gonna die. Yeah, it definitely feels like the last spell you're ever gonna play in a game, though. You know, like or the second to last spell you're gonna play it on the turn where they have to chump because you played it. You know? Yeah, yeah. It just puts you ahead, but you have to be at least at parity for that to be the case. With that said, it's going to be difficult to cast this with a strive of more than one. Like for six mana, where it's three red and three white, like that's hard to do, that's even, really even hard, in a red white yeah. deck. Yep. So I, I, I'm not super excited. It's pretty weak. Yeah, yeah. I'm not, not, I don't think this is that good. All right, Disciple of Deceit. It's a blue black, uh, one three human rogue. It's got inspired. Yeah, that showed up. Welcome back. Uh, whenever Disciple of Deceit becomes untapped, you may discard a non-land card. If you do, search your library for a card with the same converted mana cost. Reveal it and put it in your hand. Ooh, you get to transmute stuff. Yeah. I like this That's card fun. just because it's a 1-3 for 2. <clears throat> yeah, and it's, like, fun. <laughs> right. I like that's, I like, know. shell gaming you there with those weird heads on the table. I know, that's weird. All right, uh, next card is Fleet Feather Cockatrice. I like this card a lot. Three colors, a green and a blue for uh, 3-3 Flash Flying Death Touch. I'd be sold right there, but it also has Monstrosity for five, a green and a blue, and it's Monstrosity 3. This card is really powerful. Really good, yeah. Even if you can't Monstrosity it, you can trade with anything. You can beat down through anything. Uh, Yeah, this card is good. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. Could use a gold gold card. It's like there. a pissed off peacock. Yeah. What's next? Nyx Weaver. This is uh, one a black and a green for a two three reach. Um, at the beginning of your upkeep, put the top two cards of your library into your graveyard. Self mill. And, and then you can pay its same one colorless black and green to and you exile it to return a card from your graveyard to your hand. So a card, not just a creature. Um, that's cool. It's cool. Like card. Dangerous though. Sure, but, but I mean, you can get rid of it yourself. Yeah, it's good though. Oh man, we've got another two-headed flying monster. This one, I don't know if it's cool as a flying two-headed shark thing, but <laughs> this is a full. It is a two-headed cow. It's another chimera. It's a st- <laughs> well, storm it's chaser chimera. Beak. You mess with the bull, you get the horns, and you get an eagle next to and that. a beak. Yeah, and a beak. <laughs> uh, creature chimera. Uh, <laughs> and the beak two colors a blue and a red for a 2-3 flyer and it has the ability 2 blue red scry 1 then reveal the top card of your library storm chaser chimera gets plus x plus so until end of turn where x is that card's converted mana cost that's, an, ex- that's an expensive ability but this card's fine I'm playing this if I'm in red blue yeah totally I mean a 4 mana for a 2-3 flying is pretty weak but the like yeah, if it didn't scry first, if it just revealed, it, I'd say this card's pretty bad. But yeah, the the fact that it scries one makes it like at least you're getting 
the scry ability out of it, even if you're not getting a sweet bonus. I think maybe we should be... Uh, maybe I am overselling it a little bit, because that 2-3 flying for 4 is not that good, especially when mm-hmm. the 4 is, like, two different colors. Right. So don't, like, don't get too excited about this card because it's gold and because it has amazing artwork. No, no, no. It's not as good as the blue-green or probably even the black. I mean, wh- how do you feel about this card versus the 3-2 blue flash flyer for 4 mana? I like it less. You like the, fl- oh. the flash guy more? I think so. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I mean, blue-red is also pretty weak. I, I don't, it might be better now, but... Yeah, I kind of liked it in the last set, but... Yeah, it's not, definitely not the ideal color combination. Let's keep going. Underworld Coinsmith. This is a white-black for a 2-2. It's got Constellation. It's an enchantment creature. Um, when things come into the battlefield, you gain one life. Uh, and then you can pay a white-black and one life, and each opponent loses a life. This card is cool. Yeah, this is a pretty sweet bear. Um, I, I like that it's just... <laughs> it doesn't just say white-black all players lose a life. It's like you have to pay a life as a part of the cost. Mm-hmm. So if somebody stifles that, you're still taking one. Ouch. Yeah, or if or if you're bo- if everyone's at one, you lose. Nobody else does. <laughs> <laughs> That's brutal. This card's good, though. Yeah, it's good. I mean, if you're in white-black, obviously. Uh, next up is Armory of Aroas. Two mana for an equipment at Uncommon. It says whenever a equipped creature attack, it gets plus one. It put a plus one, plus one counter on it, and it has equip cost two. Um, it's a little expensive. It's a little expensive. Yeah, no, I'm not in yet, but it could or be okay. It's equally as good as a GJ. <laughs> Either one of those two things. Yeah, it's I'm gonna err on the side of the next <laughs> one, but <laughs> let's move on. Um, Chariot of Victory, three colorless for an equipment. Uh, equip one. Equip creature has first strike, trample, and haste. A lot of things. What do, what do you um, think of this card? I think I wish it boosted power just, just one. Or if it costs two to cast or something, you know? Like, yeah. it's just a little... It's a little uh, off. Uh, yeah, it's just not quite there. Yeah. Sometimes it'll be it'll be good in some decks, but most... See, I don't even know if it'll be good in some decks. I think it's... You think it's never good? Maybe not never good, but just yeah, I th- I just have a feeling if you're playing this card, you probably drafted wrong. Does that make yeah, sense? Maybe. Yeah. Like you, I agree. This is a 23rd card or a 24th card by every stretch. You yeah, know? when this card is good, your deck is bad. <laughs> uh, next up is Deserters Quarters, uh, two mana for an artifact and uncommon. You may choose not to untap it during your untap step. You can pay six and tap it to tap target creature. That creature doesn't untap during its controller's untap step for as long as Deserter's Quarters remains tapped. Hmm. So. Very it, expensive, but pretty nice. Effective. I mean, you look at the art, like, they're putting them into, like, some, like, golden <laughs> so bowl oven. Up. Jesus fuck. Yeah. Like, this so is some awful. Game of Thrones shit. And, like, that, you're not just tapping something down. Like, that would kill a dude. <laughs> going to bake you in the golden bowl oven. It's like, all right, we want to put another person in there. You're all right, right? Yeah, come on out of there. You're fine. <laughs> yeah. No, this card, I, I don't know. I think this card's... Playable. Yeah, playable. Obviously, like... Again, it's, it's installment plan, you know? Yeah. All right. Gold Forged Sentinel. Six colors for a 4-4 flying artifact creature chimera. Sweet. You could do worse. 
Yeah, it's a nice, just like, sweet, I need a big flyer. I can put this in any deck. Yeah, not a high pick, but I, the, the one problem I'd say it has is that it incidentally gets hit by a lot of the enchantment removal that's running around, the stuff that can target enchantment oh, yeah. artifacts. So keep that in mind. Uh, if you see an opponent like main decking a lot of that stuff, or if you have reason to think they're boarding a lot of that stuff in, you might want to take this card out. Mm. So anyway, that's the thought. Um, that was it. That's it. That's all the commons and uncommons. We did it. They reprinted City of Brass. They reprinted a card that's better than City of Brass. I know. How sad is that? That kind of upsets me. Yeah, I kind of liked that you could like tap someone's City of Brass with an icy manipulator. And kill him. Yeah. The art on this card is really cool, though. Yeah. Mana Confluence. Sweet foil. Of course. Yeah, but it's like it upsets me because it's strictly better than City of Brass, and there's no way I want to take City of Brass out of the cube for this. I don't think we should take it out. I think we should just have them both. Maybe. I mean, we might, we might out, not even need Grand Coliseum. Like, I think we have Grand Coliseum in the queue. We take that out and put this We in. cut it. We, we cut it Oh, already. thank God. Grand Coliseum sucks. Um, but yeah, it was kind of like when Fire Drinker Seder came out, and we're like, really? We have to take Jackal Pup out? It's like, oh, wait, you can just play them both. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's what I said. I'm like, I'm in. Let's play them both. I don't think we are playing them both. We're not. We took just... Jackal Pup out, and it saddens me. Yeah, I know. Maybe we'll put it back in. Uh, anyway, that does it, man. Let's uh, let's wrap this thing up because I want to go eat some dinner, and I'm sure you For need sure. to go to bed. <laughs> yep. Anyway, uh, you've been listening to the East West Rapcast. I'm your host Greg, and he's your host Jeff. Um, if you want to hit us up on Twitter, you can do that. My Twitter handle on there is at EWDraftCast. Jeff, what's yours? At Jeff EWDC. Uh, you can email us as well, EastWestDraftCast at gmail.com. You can find us on the web at EastWestDraftCast.com and you can uh, check us out on Facebook if you search for us there or um, just go to facebook.com backslash EWDraftCast. This was fun, Jeff. Uh, I hope that we are able to do it again soon, although as we discussed at the top of the episode, uh, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, um, it was nice to actually look through this spoiler because <laughs> I hadn't really done it yet. Um, but yeah, this set looks a little underpowered, um, but overall i think i don't know i think theros has been a little bit of a letdown for me it's uh, been a big I, not a big letdown for me but it's been a significant letdown for me yeah it feel the 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 games can feel pretty stupid sometimes but um that's that's a lot of the problem and one thing i'll say about adding a third set is that at least now every pack is going to be different and that adds a whole new level of complexity to the draft portion which mm-hmm. Um, before when it was just like, when it was triple Theros, it was pretty bad. And then when you added Born of the Gods, that added some complexity, but you still had two packs of Theros coming, you know? Uh, right. So at least now, like, there's not as much redundancy. You're going to see some more unique effects. And I don't know. I think there are a lot of cards in this set that seem really cool. Um, the one that comes to mind for me over and over again is that uncommon blue card that, like, either mills every player or lets every player draw a card. Like, yeah, that card, that card's, that's that's the coolest card in the set. Yeah, they, as far as limited goes, I, I think that's up there. And yeah. there are definitely powerful effects in every color. Uh, I think you and I agreed that blue seemed like the best color. Yeah, I think so. Um, but most of the colors seemed a little underpowered relative to what we've been used to with the last two sets. Yeah, it actually seemed like blue and black were probably the two best colors, and I think blue and black were the two worst in... Ooh, I... Born of the Gods? In Born of the Gods, you might be right, but in, they were both very good in Theros. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, just, I, I just was talking about her. Yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, that does it for now. And um, I don't know, maybe we'll have some time soon to come back and look at rares and mythics or just, you know, get some picket cards in. But uh, until that time, thanks for listening, everybody. We appreciate it. Yeah. And uh, if you live in the uh, Bay Area and have a job that you want to give me. <laughs> yeah, Jeff is looking to uh, get into uh, game design, right, buddy? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am, actually. That's what you've been going to school for, um, and you have, like, experience with software in general, so... Yeah, I do quality assurance, which is probably what I'm going to end up doing right when I get out there, but we'll see. Yeah, don't sell sell yourself short, buddy. That's okay. Uh, But yeah, if you have a job, I'll take it, (laughs) I guess. Bring it. So, uh, yeah, just contact me. All right, guys. Uh, Yeah. Catch you next time. Crabcasts. Crabcast out. Step on your toes. Sorry, dude. Shit. Craftcast out. Oh, my God.